Yes, everybody's very excited about tonight. And the really? Nets, Nets and the Could've Heat. Fooled me. I couldn't care less. It's a big thing down here. Well, you keep telling yourself that, and pretty soon you'll believe it. That's the truth. Yeah, just like our two to four segment. It's a big thing down there, you know. No, I'm just talking about what's happening tonight. Yeah, it's the playoffs, man. When are they getting those slots uh, started down there? July, suppose. July? That's what I hear. July of what year? <laughs> this year. Oh, okay. That's what they're planning. Hopefully, before the Marlins move to San Antonio. No, that's not happening. Oh. The 15th. Before the Marlins moved to Hialeah. The 15th is the deadline for that, and the Marlins struck out in the legislature again. May 15th, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I read your boy Barry this morning. But a beep, but a boop, but a bop, and David Sampson says this same old stuff. Uh, Barry, that pimp. Yeah. Well, you know, I said to Dave uh, on Friday, I said the Kentucky Derby. The sad part about it is that it's not a really fair uh, race because there's too many horses in it. Yeah. It's all about road trouble. It's all about traffic. It's it was all about pretty rough the trip. behind yeah. the leaders. The horse Brother I Derek, liked. Brother Stephen... Derek was like nine wide in the back. Yeah, well, he was wide the whole tra- time. That the whole figured. Way around. Uh, that's why I told you that post position was going to kill him. You did? No, I didn't. I what said that on television. I haven't talked to you in, uh, that's since right. uh, Jesus was a baby. I, I, I told the public I was on television. Oh, I see. You didn't <laughs> tell me that. No. I didn't, bet it, I didn't even see it. I was in the middle of a long marathon at Woodbine. But the horse I had, uh, Stephen Wolfer, I, I had him in the exacta with uh, Barbara. He was born to be vile. <laughs> Anyway, he had a terrible trip. He got caught up in, you know, he, he got hit early and then uh, got carried wide. And had, he had a steady twice. should be limited to 12, you know. No, we've had that conversation, stuff. not you and I, but the, a bunch of us were talking about that. You know what? That's what makes the Kentucky Derby special. You know, you got you got to have a lot of luck, and you got to be really tough to win. That's well, not what makes it special. It's what makes it an unfair race. A race is supposed to be like uh, to determine who's the best, not who gets the uh, best luck. Well, usually the best horse wins. I think the best horse won this race. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think he's going to win no triple crown. Well, I don't know about that, but I think he'll win the Preakness. Really? Yep. I think Brother Derek will kick his ass. Well, you like Brother Derek, and uh, I'm not so sure about that. Okay. Brother Derek can only run one way. I don't know why you keep saying that. I looked at the chart. He can't run only one way. <laughs> he comes from off the pace around the lead. If you look at the chart, he's come closed in races and won. He doesn't have to have the lead. He's total speed in California. He's California okay. speed. Okay. And he's. Uh, if that's the case, then how come he closed from like nine wide and finished in a dead heat for fourth? He just ran. You know, he didn't touch. Nobody touched him. He was outside the whole way. He was wide, but he was beaten by about 15 lengths. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. about an extra eighth of a mile anyway. He was beaten 15 lengths. Yeah, okay. We'll see. When they get to a Pimlico, we'll see. When they get to Balmer. I'll read you what happened to the horse in the race. Brother Derek uh, worked his way six wide by the first turn, moved out wider when the field nine, bunched. Nine wide, yeah. Nearing the end of the back stretch, uh-huh. fanned out nine abreast when making a serious run in the upper stretch, but came up empty while finishing fourth. <laughs> yeah, right. Came up empty. So He's a nice horse, Brother Derek, but uh, I don't think he's as good as this one. This horse just won with ease. I mean, he, yeah. he, it was effortless. Well, you know, you're going to get sucked in like we do every year, year after year. Oh, here's a great, you know, in addition to which, everybody was talking about how contentious the field is. Is it possible that the rest of the horses just aren't really all that good? I no, I think, he really, I, I think it was a good field. I think, you know, a lot of these horses, you're, you're, I mean, you're right. When you have 20 horses in a race, 
It's, it's uh, like a for British example, and a Bob and John. Bob and John is a good horse. Right. Bob and John never had a yeah, chance. I picked him to hit the board. He was nowhere. He got crushed coming out of the gate. Well, there you go. But that could happen in a ten horse race. But much less likely. Highly unlikely. Highly Selassie. Well, what happened? I'll tell you what happened to Bob and John, and it could have happened, like I said, in a ten horse race. Uh, when Keith Entry came out of the gate, he killed Bob and John. Just knock, almost knocked them off his pins. And uh, that was the end of Bob and John. I kick your ass. <laughs> Lawyer Ron had no excuse. He was in a good position. That was a horse I like. He just didn't yeah. have it. Yeah, that was the other one I picked. I picked those uh, those three, Brother Derek on top, and then those two for the triple. And not right. one of them hit. Not one of them hit the board. You can't. Not not easy to do that. I've done that. <laughs> I think Dave did the same thing. I don't think he picked anybody to hit the board. Barbaro, I, I had what I did was my betting strategy was I took Steppenwolfer and Lawyer Ron and boxed them in exactas. With Barbaro and Point Determine and who was the other? Oh, oh, and Bob and John. And You're better off to bet on Bob and Tom. <laughs> and I, you know what? If Steppenwolfer, oh, if, if, you know, if Steppenwolfer ran third, you know I had a shot yeah, at the exact. Uh huh. I ran first and third. Yeah. Well, how much do they pay for that? Nothing. Oh, about as much as they pay for not having a horse to hit the board. Right. That's that's exactly correct. Yes, sir. Zippity doo I did hit the double though. Well, that's good. It paid $60. I had a 16-hour marathon at Woodbine, my longest uh, lunacy in the history of my life Saturday, from you know, 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. The, the guy who was the general manager of Woodbine yeah. came over and introduced himself to me. I was during the telecast. Oh, I'd have given you a message for him if I'd have known that. I never saw like the guy Zha Zha gave him a message. <laughs> And what did he have to say? He just walked over and said, I just want to introduce myself. I'm from General Manager Woodbine. Yeah. That was it. Tell him, tell him gambling is one thing, stealing is another thing. Anyway, I was there for 16 hours. I lost 100 bucks. That's pretty good, isn't it? I'm not gambling anymore. I, Charles Barkley has it right. When yeah. you win, you don't win that much. <laughs> yeah. He was talking about John Daly's book where John Daly said right. he's lost $60 million. And one thing Barkley said is true. John Daly hasn't lost $60 million gambling. He doesn't have $60 million. Well, he probably can't remember. <laughs> He's got problems. That's true. But Barkley was saying... What difference does it make, uh, Charles Barkley? Who cares about that jackass, you know? If you're losing money that you can't afford to lose, then it's a problem. That's another story. Yeah. Well, he's a big gambler. If you're gambling for the fun of it, for the halibut, then it's another story. Well, Barkley can afford it. Well, like I said, so what's he whining about? He's not whining. I'm whining about that damn Barry Bonds, I'll tell you. I, I love that. I loved in Philly that big sign they had out there in the bleachers. Yeah. Babe Ruth did it on hot dogs and beer. That yeah. was great. That sounds like me. Hot dogs and beer? That's how I do it. Well, yeah. not so much beer. I used to love hot dogs. Yeah, at the ballpark. Yeah. Ballpark, racetrack. Till, till we got our ballpark. Oh, by the way, what the hell was there? Martha, that was her name, the, my, our good friend at the uh, Calder. Oh, yeah, Mickey. Mickey. Mickey and Martha. Those are the two of them. Yep. Right. Mickey was the one. Uh, Mickey the always asks. She still asks about you. She's still there. She works at. Uh, I, haven't, you know, I haven't seen her called. Her. She used to. And Martha was the other one, the uh, Hispanic lady. She was great. Yep, I remember Martha. Martha. She still was there. also worked at Hialeah. Yep. Well, maybe she can work at the ballpark when they get it. And then when they started Hialeah. serving the green weenies at Hialeah, that's about right about the time <laughs> they get ready to close down. <laughs> so you're laughing, you know? Well, I'm you're serious. right. I know. Oh you're my right. God! That's why I'm laughing. What the hell was that all about? Ugh. Man, I mean, I know that they have to destroy some horses, but they have to serve it up to the public? <laughs> that was bad. That place became so filthy, man. We'd like a pigsty. Thank you, John Brunetti, for destroying a beautiful, beautiful place. 
I remember that time I was like like an idiot on the air trying to like rally around. I have no idea why I did that either. Of course, your buddy, your good close personal friend, Vic Stouffer, talked me into doing that. And Bob Savage, rest in peace. At least Bob was a good guy. Yes, he was. Vic Stouffer's a jackass. Yes, he is. He's got to have naked pictures, man. How he could be calling Hollywood Park. He is so, oh, just yeah, makes and, me And uh, Hollywood Park is owned, oh, well, it's not anymore. It was owned by Churchill Downs. So he was working for the two rival companies, you know, yeah. Goldstream being owned by Stronach. Uh, how did how, he pull that off? He wants he wants so bad to be Tom Durkin. You wasn't know, Durkin's to what he call the car race? He wants he tries. I beg your pardon. Durkin's call the derby was great. I did, I didn't see it. I didn't see the race. I saw the replay. I didn't see the race though. And as a matter of fact, they were reshowing. It was funny because they reshowed the stretch run on one of the channels here, one yeah. of the sports channel. And they said, and here were the call the oh, it was, I think it was the Buffalo channel. And he said, here were the call the stretch run is Dave Johnson. And of course it was Durkin, but I just thought it was amusing. Ah. See, Dave's on everybody's mind. When it comes to horse racing, as great as Durkin is, everybody thinks about Dave Johnson. I did the draw show with Dave on Wednesday. We had a great time. And Freddie Capicella. And it is now post time. I told you the Capicella story. Yeah. He used to stand in the corner of the press box after he was t- retired, and every time they stopped. It is now. <laughs> and you're off. You'd hear this voice. Like, like Ernie had called her, man. I, w- I wish you'd have, I guess you never encountered him, boy. This is the funniest guy in the history of the racetrack. He was great. He, he would sit there before the race and, and call a fictitious race. <laughs> just everybody would be just peeing in their pants. He was the funniest guy, and he would call it in like, in like a Freddie Capicella high high falsetto voice. And they're off, and on the other. And then he would talk. Who do you like this race? He had a real deep, deep voice in real life, you know. And he who who do you like this race? Now I, I just crack up. He was funny. He's dead. He used to wear argyle socks. I guess it's not a good idea to wear argyle, argyle socks. I used to wear argyle socks a long, long time ago. Well, a long ago. time ago. Yeah. I don't wear any socks. You haven't worn socks in years. I, I can't. I've known you. I can't. can't wear socks. I get like the marks. It cuts off my circulation. That's why my feet are so beautiful because I don't, in spite of my diabetes, I don't wear socks. If I wore socks, I'd be dead. Two things, if I was in Florida or if I wore socks. If I was, both of them might have been dead a long time ago. So how are things at the station since I was gone? I can't play those sounds anymore. At, uh, this afternoon, my attorney is filing a $10 million lawsuit against Joyce Fitch. She doesn't have that kind of money. At 3.30 this afternoon, my attorney has been instructed <laughs> to file a $200 million lawsuit against Joyce Fitch for interfering with the show. Now, I found out on very good authority that she hates me like poison and is purposely sandbagging the show. She'll do anything in her power to uh, try to get me to fail. That's a, I'm not making that up either. That's a true story. Yeah. How do you like that? How would you like to work for people like that? I do. Fitch. Fitch rhymes with bitch. I do. Hey, that's right, you do do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, those two to four hours are pretty impressive. This coming from the new general manager, who one of the first things he said to me is, well, we're not in any hurry to replace uh, Mo because how much worse can we do than he did? Well, I guess we're finding out, huh? Yeah, maybe he was irreplaceable. Who's that? Mo. I don't understand what that means. Oh, maybe he was irreplaceable? I saw him last week at the golf tournament. I no, think. come on. Yep. And? I don't know if he spoke to anybody else. He didn't speak to me. Oh, he didn't speak to you. Or Cope. The only guy he spoke to was Miguel. And all of a sudden, you saw Mo. Yep, there he was. He didn't speak to you? Did he see you? Yeah, uh, that's you're, correct. You're kind of hard to miss. You I know. was doing a radio show from there. Right. And he was there, and he didn't even speak. What oh. a bastard. What a hard ass. What a break. <laughs> yeah, you had a lucky break. Yep, Mo. Might have been a little bit insincere. Well, listen, don't cash all those tickets too fast now. Keep them in the... I've got, you know what, I've got a double ticket, and I've got an exact ticket from the Woodford Reserve race to cash, because 
The lines were long. Too bad you didn't tell out. me you were going to run that guy from Woodbine if you'd been psychic, because I would have known. Yeah. Like the guy, I didn't, I didn't know him. He just walked up and said hello. Yeah. So. Here comes the bunny, and there goes your money. I got news for you. If you can play the slots for 16 hours and you only lose 100 bucks, that's pretty good. You're a genius. Although I was 1500 had after the first two hours, but I didn't run out. I want to spoil all my, my day. And two times I got up. Two times within an hour I got up and left the machine and moved to the one next to it, and somebody came and played the one I was just off and hit two grand. Twice. When that happens, it's like a message. Yeah, I'm speaking of these messages. Yeah, time to go. No, I didn't. had a wonderful time. Well, listen, have a great day, and be sure and be tuning in for 2 to 4, because somebody has to. Well, I, I want to tune in at 3.30 when I hear about when the lawsuit gets filed. Now, the lawsuit is at 1.45 this afternoon. It's a $700 trillion lawsuit against Joyce Fitch. Okay. And the uh, Banjo Boy Group, Inc. You mean the Clampets? Have a great day. See ya. Bye. The views expressed on the previous programs are those of the hosts, guests, and callers. And you are just like those of the Beasley Broadcast Group. Up yours, Joyce. Rot in hell, bitch. That's hot. Die. Just die. Already, Jesus Christ! Our whole first quarter hour is gone, man. Yeah. What's going on here? I'm trying to tell you, and you just won't listen. You are such a hard no, ass. I know. I say we start that crossover about 20 till 10. Do it all between uh, in that segment. Okay. Okay. What? That's oh, okay by you? Yeah, that's an excellent idea. Next time, Terrence is in there. Give him a message for me, by the way. Hey, if you're a cigar smoker and you'd like to kick back with a good premium brand, then Bahia Cigars by Tony Borhani is for you. These hard-to-find cigars are made with first-grade tobacco, processed and aged up to 10 years. Bahia is a real boutique batch cigar maker of the highest quality. Bahia Gold, a flagship line, gets the highest ratings by all the major publications, 91 by Cigar Aficionado Cigar Insider, and 9.1 by Smoke Magazine. That's George's favorite, Smoke Magazine. In fact, he rolls it up. And this rich-flavored, well-balanced, full-bodied Nicaraguan cigar has got earthy hints of dark roast coffee, chocolate, spice, and pepper flavors. 
For a smoke full of rich flavor, try your first Bahia Gold today at Stogie's in Kendall at 11612 North Kendall Drive. Have a glass of great fine wine from their selection with a Bahia Gold. Come into Stogie's today and tell them that Neil Rogers sent you to get 20% off on a box of all Bahia cigars, complete collection, at Stogie's. Or call 1-800-35-BAHIA. That's 1-800-35-BAHIA. This is Neil Rogers. bargain basement gas prices and for all those dead people in Iraq and all these other wonderful things you're doing and for that great job after uh, Katrina in New Orleans and all the other sensational things you'd be doing. Laura Ingraham, by the way, is a dyke. Really? Saw her this weekend on a Chris Matthews show. I saw about five minutes of that with that self-hating faggot Andrew Sullivan who finally discovered that the Republicans are busy gay bashing. Boy, I guess you're a little bit slow, Andy, okay? Man. Maybe if you ever lifted your head up uh, in the air and, like, sniffed the uh, daffodils, sniffed the lilacs and the pansies, maybe you'd have figured that out a long time ago. Don't like their gay bashing and their uh, tax cuts for the rich and this and that. But 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 all of a sudden, he's turning real fast, like everybody else, except for Laura, though. She's kind of like another Ann Coulter, the same thing. She just talks a lot of crap. Well, it was either uh, it was either Bob Jones or Liberty, uh, one of those where uh, Ted Kennedy spoke. Hey, just talk a lot of generalities, like O'Reilly, same crap, all these right-wingers. Just talk a lot of nonsense. And, the you know, they, they're lemmings, they, whatever they say, they buy it. Air Force General Michael Hayden's been chosen to head the CIA. Saw the big deal at the White House this morning in the oral office. Nomination of Hayden, who would replace Porter Mishagas as CIA chief, is a subject concerned by lawmakers from both parties because of his military status. In fact, U.S. Representative Peter Hoekstra, the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, says this appointment signals that we are not that concerned about having an independent intelligence community independent of the Department of Defense. We have another goose-stepping Nazi in charge now. 
Hoekstra said civilian government policymakers need to get intelligence in an unvarnished way through a civilian, not through a military lens. Da, 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 da. Well, you know, same old crap. Yeah, who cares? Exactly. Who cares about that? George picked Barbaro. He's the only one of all the experts that picked the Kentucky Derby, proving, like I've always said, when you know absolutely nothing about what's, well, you know, they, it's beginner's luck. Yeah, we're should, have, should have bet some money. Should have plunged your guts out. At any rate, uh, he didn't, and that's the bottom line. Well, a guy like George can't afford to be betting on no hoss races. Okay, we're no. sitting at Woodbine for 16 hours. Wow. Oh, boy. That's a crazy How many person. times do you go to the bathroom in that 16 hours? Many. Okay. Many. I put the cup on a chair. I say to whoever's next to me, would you watch that? You know, we, watch, we look out for each other. That's nice. That's if good. anybody comes here, break their arm. I always say that. If anybody tries to take my machine, break their arm, you know. <laughs> hey, listen, don't take my machine, man. I got a good machine here. At any rate, it's just one of those things. It's a fun pastime if you can afford it. And if not, don't go. Stay the hell away, okay? Stay away from those bandits. Why do you think they called them one-armed bandits, banditos? So Hank met the guy from Woodbine, but he didn't get any, any uh, conversation from the mole man. That, that's so sad, you know. But that's what you're dealing with when you're dealing with a petty, uh, hateful, hostile piece of turd. In fact, I'm filing a $16 billion lawsuit against uh, Joyce this afternoon at 2.15. Good. Yeah, don't you think that's a good idea? She's out to get you. She is out to get me. She's out to sabotage this show. We right. know that. Uh, George is the one that told us that. And, of course, uh, you know, she's also out to get your ass. Oh, I know. Guilt by association. And, of course, Josh, even his ass is in uh, big jeopardy. Oh, no. That's what Duff said. Here's our poll from Friday. What's your take on the Hank Neal crossover at 10? And boy, we sure had a long, a lengthy one this morning. Bop, bop, bop. See, and I didn't even see the race. I, I saw the replay of the stretch drive only, you know. But I just like busting Hank's balls because he gets so aggravated. You know, I, I just enjoy doing it because I'm a bastard at heart. You know, he's the expert. And what, what did he get? What did he have? Nothing. Do you have the winner? No. no. What's your take on the Hank Neal crossover at 10? 1,390 votes. I love it. Don't stop. 547. Well, that's because you people love it so much we did extra long today. We went pop, 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 beep, beep, like that. From the John Davidson School of never shutting up for a second, never taking a breath. Pop, 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 pop. Yeah. It's okay, that crossover, 297. Started at 9.50 till 10, 173. I like that idea a lot. I don't like going like till 10.15 like we did today. That's, that's ridiculous. George says it's killing our first quarter hour. Isn't that what you said? That's what I said over and over. You did say that. I did. I don't listen to it 161. It's getting ponderous 115. Get rid of it. I hate it 97. So the negative ones on this one are like uh, 19, about 25%. And then the ones that say started at 9.50 till 10, I guess that's not a ringing endorsement either. So it's like uh, about 40%. We can't afford to be blowing 40% of the audience down the drain, but we'll do it anyway. Because I guess Hank likes it, and if Hank likes it, and I guess uh, Clarence loves it. Of course, if Clarence loves it, it must be bad radio. He is such an idiot. How the hell can it be time for the second break? Or, see, that's another thing. Look at that. Wow. I haven't, I haven't barely said hello yet. It's Monday, you know. Another break already? While you're at it, by the way, I have to take care of the guy from Woodbine. Take care of Drewsy. I'm getting drowsy thinking about Drewsy. What a, you know, the first time I laid eyes on that creature, I thought to myself, uh -huh. boy. What is it? He had a handshake like Bob Neal too. What is it? Yeah, real like a like, like a dead fish. Yeah, like a pot, like a limp noodle that's been cooked for uh -huh. about five hours. That's right. Like pasta that's been cooked and recooked yeah. and just to the, almost and then, to the and point then of turning mush because it was cold, cold and clammy. Talk about a limp-wristed handshake, Drewsy. That was another great choice. Him and the well, there have been so many of them over here, you know. I'm gonna have fun. I hope everybody else does too. 27 after 10 at 560 WQM. Speaking of uh, bug, people that bug you, 
If you have termites in your home, you better call Ridded Pest Control today and get you a free termite inspection because Ridded Pest Control, unlike anybody else in the universe, uses that amazing orange oil treatment that kills termites and termite eggs 100% on contact. I mean, they're gone faster than you can say flying paster in the stretch. If you have termites, it's the best possible way to get rid of them. You don't have to tent your home, which is really an embarrassment for everyone concerned, no worry, including your neighbors. No worrying about poisonous gas, no moving out or staying in hotels for days at a time like some kind of a uh, gypsy. No worrying about food or pets in your health. They treat your home with this amazing orange oil, and you don't have to leave it all. In fact, with done treating your property, the only thing left behind is the clean scent of oranges for just a few days. So if you have a termite problem, and this is the... This is the beginning of the termite season and the hurricane season and the really hot and humid weather. It all fits in together. Before they start chewing your house to bits, call Ridded Pest Control right now and find out about their amazing exclusive orange oil treatment that kills termites and their eggs 100% on contact. No tending, no BS, no kidding. Call right now for a free inspection. There is absolutely no obligation. 1-800-447-4348. 1-800-447-4348. Don't forget to mention that. Good old Todd Dreck told you to call. Ridded Pest Control at 1-800-447-4348. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. For the flagship station. Jose, can you see my coyote's flashlight? Cross the border today as the Minutemen were shooting. Drove ten guys in one car through the desert all night. To the protest we marched, but they just thought we were looting. And the farms were all bare, the fruit waiting for us there. Give us some nasty rights, and we'll pay our fair share. Jose does not understand the English you say. Give a break to him and me, or we send another way. Oh, great job. Excellent there. Jose Feliciano is eating his heart out. He never uh, did the job like that. Thank God. Targeted killing surge in Baghdad. More Iraqi civilians were killed in Baghdad during the first three months of this year than any time since the toppling of Saddam Hussein's regime. At least 3,800, many of them found hogtied and shot execution style. But a bing. Others were strangled, electrocuted, stabbed, garroted or hanged. Garroted like uh, Clemenza. Right. Like Luca Brazzi, garroted or hanged. Some died in bombings. Many bore signs of torture, such as bruises, drill holes, burn marks, gouged eyes, or severed limbs. Other than that, things are going tremendously well. That's right. Freedom is on the mark. Where the hell's those candy and flower people? That's the price of freedom. Every day, about 40 bodies arrive at the central Baghdad morgue, an official said. The numbers demonstrate a shift in the nature of the violence, which increasingly has targeted both sides of the country's Sunni-Shiite sectarian divide. Just a little more good news from Iraq. I don't think I read any of the good news from Iraq. There isn't any. Uh, the Southwest Florida, this is a little Beasley news, okay? Banjo Boy Group Inc., BBGI. Don't buy that if you value your money, unless you're an idiot. The South, and, and this afternoon at 3.15, I'm filing a $60 trillion lawsuit against Joyce Fitch. 
just for being a bitch. I really should sue them, you know, sue, sue their ass. She, she is going so far above and beyond the call of duty and beyond FCC regulations. And, and of course, i got a limp-wristed, weak-kneed attorney there. Oh, that Joyce, uh, yeah. I guarantee you she's a lot butcher than he is, which isn't saying much. By the way, you got your thing signed yet or what? We're uh, coming along nicely. No, no, that, that wasn't the question. No, it's not okay. signed because, uh, you know, we're working on something. Well, I'm not saying. What does that mean? It means I don't want to talk about it on the air again. What do you mean you're working on something? I thought this was all done now. I told oh, you all about it. I'm Why are you acting surprised? Now, when are you going to stop? When are you going to stop? I told you all about it last Get week. Get it done. You're, what do you mean Notice you told you all about it? I very uh, unconcerned and bored by the whole thing when I was telling him off the air about it, Josh. Who was? You was. You weren't telling me anything about it. I told you all about it twice over and you were falling asleep. Yeah. Get it done. And I told you, forget about bonus money, would you please? I'm stop talking about bonus yourself. money. I'm uh, working on my exit strategy. George saw last days this weekend. Oh, we just figured right? out. Oh, geez, we just figured out how to make children read. Just show this movie in class; they'll be running to the library. God Almighty, you made me made me want to reach for a book. And I watched this it. fax that just came in from yeah. one of our chronic regulars. It says, uh -huh. with your latest well-deserved tirade against that Joyce bitch, I looked her up on the Beasley Broadcast Group, an altogether different joke entirely. I don't normally do this kind of geeky thing, but I was curious. What I found was a bio of a woman question mark with a zero. Let me repeat, zero prior experience in representation of any media company. That is correct. She was a general counsel for Behavioral Services Management Group. And reading that company said, I'm not even sure what it is that they do, but it's not radio, that's for sure. That is correct. As for her other GC position, I defy anyone to read that company's site and tell me what the hell it is that they do. And as for her only private law firm experience, their website is experiencing technical technical difficulties, right. I question why Beasley would hire someone who's the general counsel that had no previous experience in radio and no obvious credentials regarding legal issues dealing with the First Amendment of the Constitution, although inexperience and incompetence do appear on the Beasley logo, or at least they should. Absolutely correct, sir. That's Banjo Boy Group, Inc., for you, for the uninitiated. Anyway, here's some Beasley news for uh, that factor and anybody else who might care. Not that we really do, but it's the Southwest Florida classic rocker known as 96K Rock. I think that's the station that used to have Stern on, right, until he said, they get lost, you're not paying me. Rolls out its new daily lineup as Stan and Haney move from afternoons to mornings in a previously announced move. Mark Steele continues to handle the midday hours, while veteran air talent and former WARW Washington PD Christy Banks joins WRXK for afternoons. Now, that's a real move up from Washington, D.C. to uh, Naples, Fort Myers. Banks arrives from cheap channel classic rocker KZPS in Dallas. Longtime station weekender Dave Devereaux finally gets a regular weekday shift evening starting at 7 p.m. We decided to get music intensive, WRXKPD John Roz tells Radio and Records. After Stan and Hayden in the morning, we're just a big classic rock machine. Not a good machine, but a classic. I think actually that is a pretty good station. At least it used to be. I've heard it. When you get over on the west coast of Florida on your FM, you know, if you're driving over or something, that's when you hear some good FM. Once you get out of South Florida. When you're in South Florida, man, it, it blows. It really blows. Join WQM today at our White Hot Heat headquarters located at Catch of the Day in Miami on Lejeune Road, or some people say Lejeune Road, and I have no idea why they say that, probably because they're illiterate, uh, just south of the 836 presented by Kettle One Vodka. QAM will be there from noon until the final buzzer sounds with live broadcast from 2 to 4 and 7 to 10 for game one between the Heat and the Nets. All right. And the Hopper says that's what everybody's all whipped up about. He, he is so... It's just bothers me. That's a catch of the day in Miami, home for QM's White Hot Heat headquarters. By the way, nice series for the Marlins against the Cardinals this weekend. Yeah, they're doing great. They are really kicking some serious ass. Their home losing streak is in double digits now. What is it, 10 or 11? That, that would be 10. 10. 
Ten straight home games they've lost. They keep lying through their teeth about the attendance. Eight and 21. San Antonio says, oh, uh, you got a deadline of May 15th. That's a week from today, by the way. And if you can't uh, tell us one way or the other, if you're going to keep courting Hialeah and trying to stay in South Florida, forget about it because we're not. And, of course, they were never going to go there in the first place. That's what happens when you're dealing with people like Samson and Delilah. Poor manager for band in the Great White sentence for the nightclub Bill fire. Bill is only 29 Remember years that? old, and mm -hmm. again, we will be watching all of this as the testimony takes place, and those family members continue. Oh, they haven't got the, they haven't come up with the sentence yet. They just, uh, it's going on now, the sentencing trial. Let us know when you know something, okay? It's like George and his contract, because I'm not sending that queen any money until you get that thing signed, sealed, and delivered. That, that's the point. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Okay. I'm not sending that lady a dime until she gets the damn thing done. Of course, that's your fault. That's yes, what he well, says. It, yes, it is. Well, did he actually uh, got in touch with you? Yeah, no, we're talking. Everything's great. We got the email straightened out. Uh, he was putting George R on there for some reason. Uh, everything's cool now. He was what? He had my email wrong. He was sticking an R on the end of my name. Oh, I'm tired of hearing. You know, that's what happens when you smoke too much really, really bad cheap pot. You know, your brain starts getting fried. I understand he's got the good stuff. Yeah, certainly. He's got he's got the good runaways, right? Remember Del Shannon runaway? Look what happened yeah. to Del Shannon. Blew his brains out. 10.40, 20 before 11. How's that award-winning schedule look today? We still are on the revolving door from 2 to 4. We got fractions in there in the winter rating book, and we still are doing the revolving door from 2 to 4. When I asked our erstwhile program director, Clarence, this morning, what, uh, when's something going to happen, he said, don't hold your breath. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but isn't that what he said? He said, hold your breath, and he'll uh, tell you when to let it out. Yeah, when to exhale. 17 weeks from Sukkot, we might finally get off the dime. Oh, I'm telling you, man, after I file that lawsuit, I'm filing another one. Because we're being sabotaged. We've been infiltrated. Like the day the Earth stood still. Invaders from outer space or invaders from across the street, are uh, they're on our payroll. Deep-sixing, sabotaging the radio station and doing everything they can. Just like, it's got to be a Joel Feinberg thing. Remember he said he'd do everything in his power to uh, hurt us? Right. Except, of course, get ratings over there. Boy, they're, oh, my God, those numbers they had. If I was them, I'd be committing suicide. I'd be committing sausages right now. Wouldn't you? Well, or something. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be on something. the streets screaming and yelling, my God, doesn't anybody care about the crap we got on? Of course, the answer is no. No, nobody cares. Hey, finally, a TV experience like no other. Believe me, Comcast digital cable with on-demand is easy to use and has lots to love. And today you can try for only $34.99 a month for three months. Why is TV so much better with on-demand? Well, I'm so glad you asked. For starters, you can watch a wide variety of movies and shows whenever you want. But don't let me forget to tell about that movie I saw, P.S. Okay. With um, Laura Linney. Okay. And uh, what's his name? Tron Schmetzhammer. Who? Uh, Topher Grace. <laughs> I, I never liked him before, and uh, he's, he's okay. When he took his shirt off, I liked him better. Anyway, this is a revolutionary new way to enjoy TV. On Demand is a library of thousands of programs ready to start when you say so. With programming including free movies, kid shows, music videos, cooking shows, sports, home improvement shows, guitar lessons, and so much more, you'll always have something good to watch right when you want to watch it. And don't forget about control. With On Demand, you can start, stop, pause, rewind, and fast-forward programs using that remote. You sure as hell can't get all this with satellite. With up to 250 channels plus On Demand, you can build your own TV schedule. Who could possibly ask for more? And best of all, On Demand is free with Comcast Digital Cable. So pick your showtime. Sit back and you wonder how you ever managed to get along without it for so long. Call today. Order Comcast Digital Cable and HBO with the power of On Demand for just $34.99 a month for three months. And Dave, call 305-COMCAST and in 954-COMCAST. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. <laughs> 
Cobain was in that movie that you watched in the last days. Maybe he was up a tree. Okay. That would have been something. Yeah. Of course, it's kind of hard to climb a tree when you got that big parka on, you know. Right. Well, Can you explain to me why he kept putting the parka on every time he ran outside? Well, that's, that's kind of silly. I, I, I presume that anything. they were like in Washington State or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, and so it was cold. A little chilly out there, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's why we kept watching the leaves blowing around. Not that that bothered him. Cause he How did you like that scene, creep? though, where we just watched oh, the leaves? Oh, you know? hey, they were... They were all good. But the scene where they're showing the front of the house and he's uh-huh. moving around inside, didn't it seem like that went on for about 16 hours? The the whole movie seemed like it went on for like 16 hours. <laughs> and oh. they had lots of opportunities. Now, I will say this. The, you know, when the phone book guy came to the door and the and the Mormons, yeah. they came, at least that counted as something happening in the movie. So it was right. like, that was kind of interesting. And And then there was the rest of it. Which is the whole movie. Yeah, which is it. Just, uh, 678 nothing. votes on our poll today. Other than Bush and Cheney, I mean, that would have been easy to do that. Other than those two clowns, those Nazis, which government types, government type people, do you mistrust the most? 678. They're all crooks, 290. I'll buy that. Don Rumsfeld, 157. Donald Hermann Goering Rumsfeld, 157. Jeb Bush, he got my vote, 78. He's always got devious plans. He's a crook, he's a piece of turd, and I hate him like poison. He's a fat ass. Hillary Clinton, 58. Condoleezza, 47. And then it's way a big drop-off after that. You want to know why? Why? Because they don't know who, well, I guess they know who they are. Alberto V. O. Five Gonzalez, 14, your attorney general. Evil. Yeah, very evil. I hate this poll, 12. John McCain, 12. See, I'm worried about him because he's got the public snowed, man. They really think he's like a moderate. They're, really, they're showing all these surveys, and everyone has quite the opposite impression of what he really is. Yeah. They think he's a moderate. Uh, That's what I just they, said. Yeah, they don't have a clue. And John Negroponte, Negroponte 10, and he should mm-hmm. be much higher. The Butcher of the Honduras, he should be much higher. He is a real evildoer, man. Of course, they don't know who the hell he is. That's the bald-headed uh, Nazi. Oh, speaking of that bit I just played, Rolling Stones guitarist Keith Richards had surgery to relieve a blood clot in his brain caused by an accident while holidaying in Fiji. Local media reports today. The 62-year-old Alta Cocker rocker was recovering in New Zealand after brain surgery. Boy, I'll tell you, they must have had to get a search party to find that thing. A spokesman for the band said last week that Richards only suffered a mild concussion from an accident in Fiji in late April. It wouldn't require surgery. The New Zealand Herald reported that Richards underwent brain surgery to relieve a subdural hematoma or blood clot in the brain. The operation normally involves drilling a hole through the skull to drain the clot. Subdural hematoma can be caused by mild knocks to the head. The Herald, that, of course, is the, the not, that's Australian, not, not the Miami Herald, God forbid, understands the 62-year-old's condition was much more serious than previously reported, said the newspaper, but didn't quote any hospital or medical officials. They just heard it through the grapevine. 
The operation was for a subdural hematoma, blood clot that forms in the outer membranes of the brain, often from a torn vein, the Herald said. Australian Broadcasting Corp. Radio also reported that Richards had undergone surgery and remained in New Zealand under observation. He's still down under. Auckland's Ascot Hospital told Reuters today that Richards had been discharged, but we'll give no further details. They're still observing. Not something? Where there's no That's sense, something. there's no feeling. Well, he may be a little bit fried after all these years. Yeah, after all those drugs. George can tell you. What? Just like at Norman, there's a good example for you. Had the wrong email address, my ass. You know, what? what a, and, and then he's making all kinds of accusations, and you didn't call us off. What about those messages, huh? Did he have the wrong uh, message, too? He says it's uh, hard to get good help these days. Yeah, 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 baloney. Hey, don't go ripping my good friend Norm. Screw her. After he told me all that stuff about Joyce. Did he really? Yeah, he did. Yeah, was, yeah what's he what do doing about I got it? Hey, look, he can tell you all he wants. What is he doing about it? That's what I would like to know before I send him any more money. What is he doing about that bitch? I don't know. I think he's got a voodoo doll. WQAM, hello. I didn't believe George could get it. Okay, first call of the weekend. There it is again. Same old stuff. That's why I got a big pile here today. I'm just not I'm just not all that anxious to hear the same old losers, the same old I have no life crowd. George is this, George is that, uh, Mr. Reverend Fade out, uh, I have no life, Prozac Ron, you know. I'm really tired of this crap with these people, man. Yeah, that that guy too never gets out of here anyway. I think him and the Chamba guy ought to like elope. Good God. Is there anybody out there with anything significant, anything even somewhat meaningful to say, an expression of, of life? I think South Florida is just like that R.E.M. song, that video, Imitation of Life. I think that that's perfect. That's where they should have uh, videoed it, right there. South Florida, Imitation of Life. WQAM, hello. Okay, there you go. Oh, and by the way, I hope you had good notice Thursday and Friday. He was a no-show. I guess in two-day two oh, yeah, treatments yeah, now. Yeah. He was busy yeah, are protesting or marching or something. No, no. Tony, man, they got him hooked up like in uh, Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, well, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 pound five sixty. Leave Verizon and Singular Wireless Line. Come on, let's get these bastards off their ass today, for Christ's sakes. What is your story? They're busy out there panhandling on the street corner so they can fill up their tank with gas. Thanks a lot, Mr. President. You jackass, you Nazi bastard, you man. You bastardo. 701 votes. You think we'll make a 1,000 today? I'm, I'm, if we do, that's quite an accomplishment. I'll get this out of I don't know. This poll is... Uh, I didn't like it. Do you like it? Uh, we've done very similar polls in the past, so, yeah. but I think they'll, they'll like it. I think they'll uh, do it. They like it? I think they do. Oh, maybe Mikey likes it. He likes it. I think I got TMJ because my dentist told me I grind my teeth. In fact, all my dentists told me that. In my sleep, okay. I grind my teeth. Do you uh, have like a mouth guard or something? No, actually, I did have one, but then I uh, tossed it out. I I'd never used it because when I, when I would put it in there, you feel like you're going to choke on it. Oh, sure. Every, no, those yeah. Are... You don't want anything in your mouth while you're right, sleeping. Well, when you're sleeping, that's for damn yeah. sure. They'll choke. Maybe while you're awake, but not while you're asleep. Gagging on it. So, uh, no, my, in fact, this dentist suggested that. I don't know. Do you think that that has something to do with my uh, my neck and uh, shoulder? It might, but I'm no doctor. Well, that, yeah, look, that, that even, uh, that's an even better recommendation for you, that you're not no doctor. I mean, does your jaw hurt? A little, a little bit. Know, you can always try something, but... And I know what the doctors are going to say. They're going to say, here, put this in your mouth while you but sleep. I did but get, I, I did get deep cold, though, which is the closest thing I could find to mineralize. It's exactly mm -hmm. the same blue uh, stuff, man. You smear it. It's good stuff. <clears throat> it's mineralized. Deep cold. Pharmacist recommended number one. Numero uno, baby. Ice pain relief. Although the good thing is my ears opened up. Oh, oh hallelujah. So I can hear these calls real loud and clear today. All these really good calls we're going to get. WQAM, hello. Mm. WQAM, hello. Mm. Mm -hmm. Hello? Yes, sir. Yes. Hi. Neil? Yep. Hey, um, 
Did you? I know this is probably old news, but did you see the uh, Stephen Colbert thing on uh, C-SPAN? The old news. <laughs> well, at least he knew. Old news. <laughs> don't, don't you love when they say, I, this is probably old news, or I know you've probably already had that. In fact, the next story in my pile, Les Payne, Colbert shows me who's boss from Newsday. I'm going to read that when we come Good. back. So all they care about is Stephen Colbert. That's all they know. We had over 900 reads on that story on our website. You know, and probably you're thinking, oh, you should be happy about that. No, I'm sad about that because that's all they know from, you know. That, that's all they know. I'm not knocking Stephen Colbert, although it's really interesting. Yesterday in that panel of losers they had on there, that Chris Matthews, that horrible show he's got on CNBC, with that uh, those self-hating faggots on there like Andrew Sullivan uh-huh. and uh, Laura Ingram, and they're saying, well, you know, uh, Stephen Colbert bombed on uh, uh, that uh, roast. Uh, and, and, of course, all the articles now have to oblig- the obligatory. Well, he bombed uh, in front of the audience, but around the rest of the world, everybody right. thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah, that crowd acted like uh, like yeah. they were smelling somebody's well, Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. That's right. right. Just like the crowd yeah. when Rumsfeld well, got heckled there. You know, and yeah. all those planted uh, right-wing, uh, Bible-thumping, born-again hypocrites, pill-popping uh, a-holes were like, oh, get those people out of here, you know, like that. Ray McGovern was there, man. He let him have it good. Nice going, Ray. He's my hero, Ray McGovern, former CIA guy. And by the way, he, he well, why even say it? Why the hell even say it? What, what does it have to do with the important things that are going on in the world today? Like Shaq. Right, Meshack right. and Bendigo, and there's Mrs. Uh, Limbaugh. Oh, oh, God. Who are you kidding, honey? Oh, God, I sure hope she hasn't had to see it. This is Neil Rogers. Oh, Much less touch it. This is 562 This is the Neil Rogers Show. <laughs> this is your brain. <laughs> Any questions? <laughs> Baby, make no mistake about that. It's 11.01 at 5.16. And I never did give it the rest of the lineup today, and probably just as well. we got Kemba Bocamper at 2, Mad Dog 4 to 7, three solid hours of the Mad Dog. Hurricane Hotline at 7, Curtis and the Beast 8 to 10. Uh, uh, Ed Kaplan, 10.35 to 2. Now, what's happening between 10 and 10.35? Huh? On my schedule, it says 8 to 10, Curtis and the Beast. All right. Then it says 10.35 to 2, Ed Kaplan. Uh-huh. What are we doing? We need a transmitter maintenance? That's going to be a free-for-all. Open mic night. Pretty sad, isn't it? As a matter of fact, that two-to-four situation, we got Bo today and tomorrow, and then the rest of the week, let's see, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, we got uh, that, and Friday we got Curtis, because we got for the Mad Dog between four. Oh, no Mad Dog Thursday, Friday, Joe Zagacki Thursday. Oh, my God. What the hell was that? Is that a fax coming? That's a fax coming. Oh, well, I better get that Colbert stuff on right away first. Although the fax is uh, pu- percolating and puking off my machine, man. 
736 votes on the poll. Keep hopping on that. There's Michael Hayden, man. If anybody ever, he looks like, uh, what's his name from uh, Hogan's Heroes? What's his name? Which one? Werner von Klemperer. Oh, Colonel Klink. Colonel Klink. He looks like he belongs in the Klink. You might mention my name to Rice Marshal Gurry. Exactly. Or Rumsfeld, whichever one you can find. Look at the size of the print. Look at that. Uh, I know. I, I took my split. thought of the track on Saturday. He decided to play George's pick, and I played your picks. My dad went up 300 bucks. I'm down 67. Where do I send the bill for you to refund me the money? Oh, yeah. A fool of More importantly, farted, okay? what am I getting my half? In addition to which, let me say, where's George's uh, 10% for the 300 bucks right. daddy won? And as far as I'm concerned, at least I'm the honest one that tells you I know nothing about it. I don't follow thoroughbred racing. It's for the birds. 10%, that'll pay my gas one it way It takes work. them longer for them to load the horses into the gate than to run the race. Anything like that, where you're sitting and watching for 25, 30 minutes, reading the form, and there's nothing going on. There's no horses warming up. There's nothing going on, man. Thoroughbred racing blows. Harness racing, the horses warm up three miles before they even race. Did you know that? Yeah. They come out three times, they warm up uh, each time a mile, three miles before they even race the mile. And then if they actually ran, it'd be interesting. What does that mean? Well, you know, they kind of walk around the, uh, the track. They there. don't walk. They're not walking. As a matter of fact, if you knew anything about racing at all, you'd realize <laughs> that you realize that the uh, pacers now go a mile almost as fast as the so-called runners. If I knew I anything about racing. You. I've course, been on more some, horses than you've seen. They don't have some seen. little uh, jockey on their yeah. back like those dogs used to. I've actually ridden horses, so. And? And so I know all about their canters, the trotting, and all of that. Canter? Stuff. Yeah. You start with that juice stuff again? I always do. Oh, there's that man. That's John Agrippati. You look at him. Oh, Hayden's nomination. You see fascism all over the place, man. This is an evil, <laughs> evil doer, man. John Negroponte. Oh, brother. He is the, he's the real evil doer. Just uh, the butcher of the Honduras. Anyway. Less pain in Newsday writes, have the Washington media harnessed themselves too closely to President George W. Bush? This odd coupling appears to have taken a tethered skydive out of the plane flown by comedian Stephen Colbert at the recent White House Correspondents' Dinner. The Comedy Central host of the Colbert Report was the featured entertainer at the Washington Affair, where some 1,200 journalists share a Saturday evening in an airplane hangar of a ballroom on a date, not with a significant other, but with a news source. <coughs> Cloistered justices of the Supreme Court have been known to attend this journalist soiree, along with ambassadors, spies, industrialists, cabinet members, admirals, high clergy, major generals, and members of Congress, along with their lobbyists. In recent years, this gathering has been salted with Hollywood actors, marquee athletes, and celebrities of all stripes. The sitting U.S. President and the First Lady always attend this annual spring ritual so that the moved and shaken of the media can preen before the truly powerful. After being shot on March 30, 1981, a recuperating Ronald Reagan telephoned in his regrets to the dinner. This likely marked an uptick in Reagan's press cover coverage. No one remembers a single line from the comedian who performed at the 81 dinner, but this year Stephen Colbert shattered the tradition of comedic politeness. I attended the 81 dinner. The Washington elite was stunned by its lily whiteness. Among the 2,400 power diners, there were eight African Americans, including the Newsday National Editor from New York, the perennial Vernon Jordan, and God only knows why boxer Floyd Patterson. Perhaps I should state here I did not attend this year's dinner. The Colbert transcript slash C-SPAN performance is a side-splitter. Instead of rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic, he has this soaring Bush White House rearranging the deck chairs on a Hindenburg. The humor, however, collapsed like the dirigible on the live dinner audience. Hence, I must part company with my colleagues, some of whom went petty. One D.C. columnist nailed Colbert for a mixed metaphor. The performance before the president was hilarious. It was also courageous. Sadly, I moved to hazard a guess as to why the attending journalists didn't dare permit themselves to laugh at Colbert in public. First, let's stipulate that the Republicans at the dinner didn't laugh because they were the butts of the jokes. Colbert, for example, suggested in a nod to the vice president, someone shoot me in the face. 
He steamrolled the Bush administration, letting up occasionally with a touch of dead-on comedic irony. If anybody needs anything else at their table, speak slowly and clearly into your table numbers. Somebody from the NSA will be right over with a cocktail. Next, we have to accept that Colbert's with his Comedy Central cohort, John Stewart, has become something of a rival to television newscasters. A growing number of young Americans, for worse, not better, granted, depend on this duo for their news. In pursuit of this audience, politicians and other newsmakers hold their noses and submit to guest appearances on Colbert's show. Daniel Ellsberg, who leaked the Pentagon Papers to the press in 1971, said he preferred appearing on Comedy Central shows because the mainstream media, uh, news media simply run handouts from the Bush White House these days. Colbert level Ellsberg's charge directly at Fox News at the dinner and slyly praised news uh, press coverage of the NSA wiretapping and secret U.S. prisons in Eastern Europe. Then in a venomous attack on the media, Colbert dismissed them as mere stenographers who take down fiction from the president and pass it off as facts. Colbert was no laughing matter to the Washington press corps. In a delicious touch of irony, he later said on this TV show that the adoring Washington audience practically carried me out on their shoulders, even though I wasn't ready to go. <laughs> During the evening of frivolity, Colbert's biting wit lanced the illicit relationship between the media and those they are charged to cover. Bush has sunk beneath the possibility of satire. The media must be careful not to stumble beyond the reach of irony. Well said there, uh, Les. The less said, the better. 753 votes on our poll. We'll make that 1,000, I think. I'd be thinking it. It's only 11.08. Other than Bush and Cheney, which government official uh, do you mistrust the most? 753. I'm telling you, man, side by each. Those two Nazis there, do you see that? Wow. I see it. They're all crooks, 325. Donald Rumsfeld, 172. By the way, that Porter Mishagas. Sure hope he wasn't playing hooker, a hooky, a hooker, huh? Uh-huh. With, uh, what's his name? The what's Duke. Oh, Jeb Bush, 86, fat-ass Jeb, your fat-ass governor, a real evil doer if there ever was one. Never forget that day at the Marlin game. He turned around as his, uh, one of his buddies, one of his aides, must have whispered in his ear, there is that a-hole Neil Roger. And he turned around and gave me a look, and I just gave him back the same evil look like you fat-ass lying turd you. That's before he was governor, by the way. Hillary Clinton, 66. Condoleezza, 54. Alberto Vio, 5. Gonzalez, 15. I hate this poll, 13. John Negroponte. On virtually every imaginable topic. Uh, 13. And John McCain, 12. 763. 5670560, pound 560 in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. Anybody out there would like to apply to do 2 to 4 on our uh, station every day? Uh, on a regular basis, as opposed to this, these shenanigans we got, this Porter Mishagas we have going on right now, under the guise of a format. WQAM, hello. QAM. Neil God. Yes, sir. Uh, just to follow up on that Colbert piece, I did. Uh, I watched the video. I found it on the internet. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but the look on Bush's face during that thing is Good. just like laser eyes. Mm -hmm. It was outstanding. I hope you get a chance to watch. I'm it. I'm surprised he understood it. Uh, I think he very clearly. Maybe he must have that earpiece in again. Maybe they were interpreting for him, explaining what was going on. The best part at the end was the video that he made with that journalist, where she was following him all over D.C. Uh, but the, uh, it was his, um, his tryout for, to be a uh, press secretary, and he was just ripping snow and ass. Nice going there, uh, Stephen. Thanks, Neil. Thank you. Nice going, Stevie boy. 5670560, what are we going to do about that Norma Kent and about your friend Joyce? And don't tell me you've got a wonderful relationship now. Don't well, for the next that. five minutes until he gets that check, and then I'm sure it'll be back to normal. Uh, he ain't going to be getting that check yeah. in the next five normal. minutes, okay? Back until something normal. really happens, until that lawsuit is filed in federal court against Joyce and the Banjo Boys Group, Inc., yeah, for well, like 80 gazillion dollars, man. I want to testify. Whoever, whoever heard, well, I guess it wouldn't be the first time in history, but it's a little bit unusual, to be working for people who are doing everything in their power to make sure that you fail. Right. Well, what, what kind of Michigash is that, Joyce? WQAM, hello. 
Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, rare that I haven't heard anybody comment on uh, what a great Mexican weekend we had with uh, Golden Boy and El Barbaro. You want to translate that one? He left out Speedy Gonzalez. That oh, would, yeah. That would be the Oscar De La Hoya boxing match you were talking I, about. I didn't uh, participate. I had no interest in that. Yeah, yeah, You didn't participate yeah. in the boxing match? Not no interest. Just just like this, the same thing. I, the only reason I even looked at the Kentucky Derby field is because Dave calls in every year. We have to right. uh, we have the obligatory thing where we have to pretend we know something. And Dave knows that I don't follow it and I don't care about it. In fact, he even brought up the harness racing thing. Uh-huh. Joe Marsh Jr., Dave, watch out for those polka dots. It might not be him, Joe. It might be Ray Crunk. Or it might be Jeff Fout. When in doubt, look out for Jeff Fout. 12 minutes after 11 at uh, Scioto Downs. Let's do the show from Scioto Downs in Columbus, Ohio. And then Rimmer can uh, come over and you can take him to lunch. Oh, boy. 777 on the pole, baby. Look out. It's the 777. Ever flew on a 777? No. Ever flew on it? No. I did. To Montreal. It was a plane that was going on to Europe, obviously. Flew from here to Montreal. Boy, that is some some aircraft. Boy, it's a beautiful thing. One of these days, when you, when, once, once you get that new raise and you start becoming a world traveler. That's right. Once Norma gets you that new deal. If you love boating, just about everybody in South Florida is in the same boat. But if you ever thought about buying a boat, don't make that mistake. Call Club Nautical instead. Do the smart thing. Rent. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT right now. Why would anybody in their right mind, unless they're a billionaire, want to pay the expenses of owning a boat when you can rent one totally hassle-free and at a very affordable price, too? Join the club, Club Nautical. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. You'll be amazed just how easy to make the whole deal for you. There are no docking costs, no expensive upkeep, no insurance, or no hurricane preparation. Keep that in mind. With a boat from Club Nautico, it's totally stress-free and really affordable, too. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. No getting the boat ready because Club Nautico does it for you. And no cleaning up, either. At Club Nautico, just hop on your boat and go. When you're done, pull to the dock, get off, and leave. It's that simple. They do all the rest for you. Club Nautico, call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. From unlimited boating to pay-as-you-go small boats to yacht charters, it's Club Nautico. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT and let Club Nautico tailor a plan to fit your needs and your budget. Get on the water today the smart way by calling Club Nautico at 1-800-BOAT-RENT. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 Q-A-M. Yeah. M-O-N. Shrek. He in 
the juice in his caboose, his head like a moose. Very Bonds undoubtedly looks just like a manatee. And the former king has lost his home run swing. So long, bye-bye, Barry. Bye-bye, Barry. Oh, this is so sad, you know. Any day now, he's going to, like, do the 714. That's I love. Right. I still love that banner in Philly, though. Babe Ruth did it on hot dogs and beer. You druggy, you, you phony, you liar, you sack of turd. And you're still on the bandwagon. That's what I don't understand. It's a bondwagon. Oh, he's on the bondwagon. Very good. Yeah, get it right. Hey, join QM today at our White Hot Heat headquarters located at, at Catch of the Day in Miami on Lejeune Road, just south of the 836, presented by Kettle One Vodka. Oh, that's why i got to read this over and over again. There's another one of these sponsors they promised 8,000 right. reads to, you know? Yeah. That's right. Another one of these phony deals that we're famous for at QAM. We're going to give you 75,000 mentions today. Uh, we'll be there from noon until the final buzzer sounds with live broadcast from 2 to 4 and 7 to 10 for game one between the Heat and the Nets. How are the Nets, Josh? They any good? Yeah. Going to beat the Heat? Uh, I don't think so. Oh. Well, they can't be that good then. That's a catch of the day in Miami for QAM's White Hot Heat headquarters, and it starts at noon. And don't forget to wear your icy sleeve, yeah. or at least a patch, during all that activity, right? Didn't that help? The patch. You ever see that spot on the, I don't know what the hell channel that's on. It's it's a lot of channels. The kid wearing the cap, the uh, Rockets fan, and he's watching his uh, yo, his uh, yao, uh, is uh, making the free throws. You ever see that? And he turns the cap sideways and he misses off to the left. Do you ever see that? No. No. Oh. It's kind of cute. And then, right. then he all of a sudden puts the uh, hat back straight forward and uh, he makes the next free throw. It's, uh, you have to be there, I guess. Yow, yow. 797 votes. We'll have 800 before the bottom of the hour. We got that 1,000 licked. I can't believe it. Give me a good poll for tomorrow, and I'll go to Woodbine. <laughs> what? That's the toughest thing about this. About what? Coming up with a poll. Oh, doing the show, you mean? Yeah. Oh, I forgot to tell you, all summer you're doing all the polls. Oh, That's yeah. just a joke. Just a joke. <laughs> Days when I work, I do my own poll. Oops, sorry. That's right. Uh, give me a good poll. I don't have one. What's your favorite action movie? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I like that. Well, so anyway, I didn't mention about this movie, did I? I threatened to do it. Which one? P.S. Oh, no, you threatened. That's it. That's all you did. I told you about it, and you said you thought you'd seen it, and then uh, maybe you didn't. I didn't. Laura Linney is in it, and she is not hot. You know, I mean, an actress doesn't have to be hot to be a good actress. Uh, you know, That's Betty correct. Davis was a good actress. Joan Crawford was a good actress. They were about as hot as an ice cube. Right. They don't have to be hot, but it helps. Well, it, well it's another reason to watch. Right. It kind of like lures you into uh, watching the first yes, place, which is why, huh? That's why I watched that movie, uh, Incredible. Uh, I, I can never think of the name of that movie. Mr. With Sigourney Weaver and Emil Hirsch, Sonny Hirsch. Imaginary Heroes. Imaginary Heroes. But I, I got hooked into that because right. of poor little Emil there. I thought, boy, I, uh, one thing that came to mind. You fair. Nah, that wasn't it. Yeah, it was. But anyway, uh, the same thing. It's a, a movie that had promise. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. In other words, that, that should say it all. Sure. Had promise, could have been good, but it wasn't. It was P.S. with Laura Linney. And then, oh, like um, uh, Silent Hill, which I went to the theater to see that. And Topher Grace. Supposed to be scary, but guess what? Who Topher Grace isn't a bad... She's a great actress, and I never had seen her before. She's very good in this, and no, she does not... Well, she gets naked, but you don't see nothing. I see. And he gets naked, but all you see is like uh, from, uh, you know, from the uh, Puppet Up, which was pretty good, as a matter of fact. Took his shirt off, and I was in shock. I thought, man... I wonder if he and Ashton Coochie Coochie ever got naked together. But anyway, now he, he's a pretty good actor. He's all right. And the, the only thing I've bad, ever but... seen him on is that horrible, horrible, the the worst show, that nasty, uh, oh, the 70s show. Well, you forget you saw you saw him in traffic, but uh, you forgot. Yeah, but I saw that so long ago. That's right. I saw him in traffic. I didn't even ran him over. But anyway, he was good in it. And, 
But the, the problem was, it just, I don't know, it was like I uh, needed another half an hour. Okay. Because no, nothing really happened. In other words, this is another oh, one of those... Oh, I've seen movies like that, like recently. Another one of those deals where the, she, she lost her boyfriend in high school, got killed, his name was Scott, and this guy's name is F. Scott, which his real name is Fran, Franny, and they call him Fran or whatever. But uh, the, the part about the reincarnation thing that she thought it almost never even got mentioned. Huh. Where she thought it was him because he looked so much like her boyfriend in high school. And she was like 39. He was about like early 20-ish, you know, college student. And uh, they were doing it. And at the end, uh, like, uh, they're still doing it. And, uh, you know, they're out there out in front of the uh, whatever the school. And she's going to see him later. And he walks off with a big smile on his face and turns around. Hey, I'll see you later. And she, uh, and that's it. So don't, don't you hate that, you know, at the end of yeah. almost every movie. A lot. The scene ends. And you hold your breath thinking, okay, no, no the, the screen goes black. Now, right. are the credits coming? Was that really the end? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you're Because sometimes the screen goes black and then there's another scene. Right. But even just a little epilogue or something. Sometimes you just know that know. there's nothing else coming. The feeling of dread so sinks in. Yeah. Like, that's uh, it? Uh, that's all there is. That, like Peggy Lee would say, is this that all there is? I just wasted two hours for that. No, it, it was worth it. Was, it wasn't very long either. It was, uh, I don't know. Man, that's the problem. Need another half hour in there, but I guess they couldn't figure out what to do. You know, I guess it's just more of the same. Okay, Paul. Let's see. What's your favorite action movie? You oh, made fun of me do for that. doing that. Well, you said I do that a lot. That. What? I think I did that once, and you made fun of me once for doing that all the time. I don't really care. Okay. I know. How's that? I know. I don't really care. In fact, I'm getting a splitting headache from the show today, just from the whole ambiance of everything talking about Oscar De La Hoya. Who gives a crap about Oscar De La Hoya? Not me. Oh, did you see the fight? Did you see the fight? That, that's part of being a man in America. You have to watch the fight. And, of course, the quotes around the fight. Whatever the fight is. The fight du jour. I'm going to watch the fight when uh, Josh starts uh, getting into him. With? With whoever. Duff? He's in training. Training for what? For I he's wearing a training bra. I no, probably shouldn't say it. No, 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 no. <laughs> now, come on. Come up with a poll. Let me see if... Um, let's do it right on the air. All right. I've done that before. Maybe some people in the audience have got a good uh, idea. You mean besides Sean? Besides, yeah. Well, I'm, lo I'm looking for the latest uh, bunch of Sean's pulls. I think they sucked. Oh, look at that. I put it way down in there. Well, look, there's no such thing as a, you know, an ever-flowing well or whatever that means. By the way, there was a guy sitting next to me at uh, Woodbine the other day. He, uh, leaned, he leaned over and sneaked one and right hey. in my direction, too. Maybe it was an editorial comment. That's so rude. You're supposed to lean the other way. Yeah. No, there was a guy on the other side, too. Maybe I he liked see. him better. I don't know. <laughs> Now, what, what the hell is that? I mean, it was so obvious, too. He made it real obvious, and then uh, he dealt it, and I smelled it. God, what is that? Oh, and then there was one guy playing it. Uh, all of a sudden, he ran, and I thought, oh, I know why he ran. I could smell it. That's bad. The biggest pseudo-intellectual. Actually, there's some pretty good... Um, oh, see, the, what was the greatest album? That, that's too complex mm -hmm. for now. Nobody knows the albums anymore, anyway. Right. What's the rudest thing people do? That's, I like that. You like that one? That's one yeah. of Sean's. yeah. You want me to tell you what uh, he's got here? Sure. Flaunt their wealth, whiz on the toilet seat, bother people in the bathroom. I, I, I don't know what that means. Bother people in the bathroom? Like talk to somebody while they're, you know. You're looking for glory hole. Oh, that. That could Enjoying be it. Talk. What? I didn't hear nothing. Did you repeat that? <laughs> talk loud on the red-eye flight or steal parking spaces. Yeah, that, that's a good pull. What's right. the rudest thing? I got a suggestion. Well, wait a minute. Let me write this down. Gee, you know, we got plenty of time here. You don't want to take these stupid-ass calls, do you? No, we don't. It's a short show today. It started at 1030. Yeah, see, there goes George again knocking Hank. You know, you're, you're so phony. 
to his face, you always suck up because you do the crossover too when I'm not. Yeah, around. I do, and I like Hank a lot. And I do I like, like killing, I love Hank, but and he's I like killing time with the crossover a lot killer. too. You do what? I said I like killing time a lot with the crossover too. That, that's not why I do it. I do it because they oh. want us to do it. That's why. Because Clarence thinks that it's it's certainly not helping Hank because it's all in my oh. time. I do it because it's easy. Or, it's all in my time. If we were doing it during his time, maybe it might help a little bit, you know. But it sure as hell isn't helping his number, which, you know, so I didn't mention. I was genteel enough not to mention anything about his number. I concentrate mostly on two to four. 808 on the poll, by the way. Let's let's get to 850. We're going to go way over 1,000. And I think during the break, I might have to run out and do a Joyce. Really? Yeah. I think all of a sudden I'm getting inspired to do it. Hey, with lightning quick speed, I'm on the wrong spot here. Oh. Where, where, where did this come from? I don't understand where the hell this uh, spot came from that I'm holding in my hand. It was about the DSL demon and how bad that is and how great Comcast is. Well, we know that, but that's, that's not the spot. Genie. So forget I said that. Disregard. South Florida is famous for its trade shows. There's boat shows, car shows, bridal shows, joy shows, home shows, art fairs galore, and more. If you're a trade show exhibitor, the only name you ought to be thinking about is PubSet. PubSet creates the absolute, let me say it again. Absolutely. Top of the line, attention-grabbing, steal customers from the competition trade show displays. Call 954-772-7275 right now, and PubSet will get you set for success. When it comes to design, printing, posters, banners, and especially trade show displays, PubSet's been the very best for 14 years. Call 954-772-7275. Write it down for PubSet, 954-772-7275. From design to setup, PubSet can handle all your trade show needs. And rest assured that PubSet will separate you from the competition. Don't look second rate. You only get one chance to look great. PubSet is the way to go. Call 954-772-7275 or go to PubSetSF.com. For top-notch design, trade show graphics, and displays, PubSet be the way to go. Look for my ugly-ass picture on their building along Dixie Highway, just north of Commercial. You take a look at that, you will laugh your ass off. Call PubSet today, 954-772-7275. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. You're on QAM. We don't have any National Guardsmen because they're all fighting a war in Iraq right now. Not the National Guard. Pardon? Not the National Guard. No National Guard in Iraq? Not, not, there's no National Guard. Uh, no. Avocado. I loved you in guacamole. Whenever I'm lonely, my heart you will mend. If you're a hard one. You know that I'll make you tender I don't know your gender But you're my little friend Well, ever since my Juanita died I love to feel your warm insides You're green and slimy And I love you so like star-crossed lovers, we pull the covers when I show the lights. You're the closest thing to Georgia that I know. Avocado, you understand my problems. You don't mark me the way most of the vegetables would. Miss my Juanita, oh, dear Lord knows I adore her, don't got no disorder, got no 
What do you say? Don't eat the avocado in church. Is that what he said? Right. Uh, I did a quick Joyce while I was playing. How do you like that? No. Yeah. So whatever he said, I didn't hear it. Everything good? Uh, oh, yeah. Let's see. The rudest thing people do, pee on the toilet seat. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say whiz. I mean, it's a, oh. Remember the uh, whiz bag? Well, what was sure. that product? Was that Tide? Or was that whiz? Was that the name of the product? Know. I remember cheese whiz. Always no, no, seriously. It was like a, a laundry detergent, whiz bag. Whiz. I thought it was whisk. No, no, that's another product. What do you get with it? Uh, steel parking spaces. Right. You like that? Uh-huh. I'm writing these down because I have to fax this to uh, Eric, your buddy. Great job, by the way, Eric. You're doing a hell of a job in spite of what they say. Uh, that bothered people in the bathroom. Uh, you know, Sean, I don't know what kind of life you're living, but that, flaunt their wealth. And that's, it's like Pete Rose going to the track and putting a stack of $100 bills right. on the table in front of the I don't know if that's so much off. rude as it is gauche, but we can stick it on there anyway. No, it's, it's rude. Uh, how about cell phone? Cell phone... Uh, Oh, yeah. How do you say that? Well, uh, inappropriate cell phone usage, however you want to put that. <laughs> there are so oh. many varieties. You know, uh, taking a call while you're with people at the table or something, or at a theater, you know. Whatever. Cell phone um, misuse. Mis- misuse. I like that. Well, that's not right. Cell phone misuse. I don't know. Whatever. I don't, we know what cell we're trying to say. Cell phone abuse. Okay. Okay. It's like All when right. you spank your cell phone too hard, and it makes these sounds like that. Oh, I like that. Where the hell did that echo come from? <laughs> we hit it at the same time. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, no. it. Oh, no. That, that was like, uh, man. Never, Holy never that moly. Again. Wow. That was like in stereo. Take, talk loud on the red-eye flight. Oh, yeah. Um, see, I don't know how to say that. I'm always very nervous about that because I never can sleep on a plane. When they turn well, on, after, after they fed you 75 times when you fly into Europe or back. about any uh, bothering people while they're trying to sleep? Bothering people while they're trying to sleep. Yeah, I mean, you know, a little bit. I mean, should we, are we going to start putting paragraphs on the polls now, or oh, what? I, I know what I'm trying to say. Just uh, you know, we could shorten it up somehow. I mean, you don't live with people anymore, but I'm sure that when you did, that that happened. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and it's rude, and people know that yes. you're sleeping in the other room, and they're, uh, you know, jamming the stereo and talking loud, and they're blurring the TV, like, uh, you know, being loud while people are trying to sleep. While yeah, people are sleeping. I don't like, well, that, that's Whatever. the best I can do. If you could shorten it up, that's fine, but I, evidently not. So, Being loud while people are sleeping. Okay. I thought you said you had one. Was that the one? Oh, no, no. Cutting in line. Whether cutting in line. Whether it's at the supermarket or uh, in terms of immigration. Cutting in line. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that's going to get a lot of votes. Yeah. That's, I love that one. Good choice there, George. And like my favorite is when you form, go to yes. the supermarket and somebody's standing in front of you in line with nothing, and then you think that uh, there's no problem. Like Farting in public. Yeah. You think they're going to get a magazine or something like that? No, they're just holding the line for their partner who has the cart overflowing with stuff that's going to cut in front of you. Yeah. Oh, and so speaking of that, uh, whatever the hell I want, one bit was, uh, two bits back. Paramount Pictures and its leading star, Tom Cruise, failed to live up to expectations this weekend when Mission Impossible 3 opened to weak numbers. All right. Oh, yeah. At the domestic box office, despite a barrage of pubic appearances by Mr. C- by Miss Cruz to promote the film. Hey, Tommy. You fairy. Who you kidding? Not kidding anybody anymore. The poor opening followed nearly a year of public mocking of Mr. Cruz, Hollywood's most reliable star and the centerpiece of Paramount's biggest franchise across the pop culture landscape by Internet bloggers and late-night comedians and constantly on tabloid covers after his public over-the-top wooing of actress Katie Holmes and his outspoken remarks against psychiatry and antidepressant medications uh, last year. 
You're not fooling anybody anymore, Tommy. That whole Scientology thing, you know? Because everybody saw that South Park episode. Whether right. Isaac Hayes liked it or not, too bad. But if they didn't, they ought to. They ought to. Over and over again. I didn't know that Oprah had a talking... Rectum! I know she talked through it many times. Well, you'd be surprised what could talk. Opening in 4,000-plus theaters, Mission Impossible 3 had estimated ticket sales of $48 million for the weekend, almost $10 million less than the second Mission Impossible movie in 2000. See, to me, I haven't watched any of them. So it's just like the Kentucky Derby. I can just, you know, bust people's balls. I, I didn't watch the race. But the same, um, to me, Mission Impossible is the TV show. Just like Batman. Yeah. I did see a couple of the Batman movies and very disappointed me because they have nothing mm -hmm. to do with Batman. Now, there is a Batman movie from about 1970 that's uh, two hours of... In fact, it was on the other day on my cable. Mm -hmm. And they had all the uh, all the evildoers uh, were on a like right. a submarine. Seen it many times. The penguin. Yeah. Penguin right, submarine. The penguins on there and the Riddler and the Diddler and the uh, Joker and they're all on there together. And Robin and Robin's got his knickers in a uh, knot and his tights too. I mean that, that's Batman. So Mission Impossible is with Peter Graves and uh, what's her name Barbara, Barbara Bain, Bain and her hu former husband Martin Landau. Martin Landau and uh, uh, Greg uh, Morris. Mm -hmm. And the other big uh, goofy guy looks like uh, Sly Stallone. What was his name? I think he's dead. Oh, I don't know. Based on market research, the film had been expected to reach about 65 million, but only 48 million. Pretty weak, Tommy. Pretty pretty weak. Many in Hollywood have been watching expectantly to see if the negative publicity surrounding Miss Cruz would have an effect at the box office. And this weekend, it appeared as if it had. Good. Hop on that couch one more time, you jackass. You. You fail. Paramount reported that Mission Impossible 3 took in 118 million worldwide in 15 co 55 countries, doing well in Asia, Latin America, and Britain, and poorly in Germany, Austria, and Switzerland, where there's public opposition to Mr. Cruz's championing of his religion, Scientology. Oh, no wonder I like Germany so much. And Switzerland, maybe the Schweiz, maybe that's where it's at. What do you like better, Schweiz or Schwartz? Schweiz. But Paramount executives said Mr. Cruz's public image didn't hurt the film. I don't believe that it's, this is a factor about, but yeah, right, right. Others disagreed, noting Mr. Cruz personally spearheaded the marketing campaign. He visited uh, many countries in rapid succession after the opening, going to Rome, Paris, London, Mexico City, and on Friday attended four different premieres in Manhattan alone, traveling by helicopter, fire truck, SUV, and a whole bunch of other crap, and a promotional blitz across the city, even in a boat. The only X factor here is Tom Cruise, said Paul Dergarbidian, president of the Exhibitor Relations. Okay, screw him. Now, there's a guy. We've done that poll before. Somebody used to like and now you can't stand. He's definitely one of them. Uh-huh. Cannot stand him. God, he just gives me spilkies. I wouldn't watch a movie he was in, even, even the old ones. The only movie I would watch was Losing It, and I'd pretend he wasn't in it. Yeah. I like Born on the Fourth of July still. No, no, that's a good movie. No, he and Rain Man was a great movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he never made any good movies. Oh, no, he can be a good but actor. He just personally is just so... Uh, plus, you know something? He's always the same. Mm-hmm. He's like the Spencer Tracy of uh, this era. He's always uh, Tom Cruise playing Tom Cruise. And the best example of that is Rain Man. It's, yeah. it's, it's basically Tom Cruise and uh, a retarded Dustin Hoffman is what it is. A good movie, though. And, of course, uh, a lot of it centers around Las Vegas and uh, Kmart in Cincinnati. Too bad, too bad they weren't at Walmart. He could have said Walmart sucks. Yeah, that is I, I, guarantee, I guarantee you, if, if he would have said Walmart sucks today and they showed that movie, they'd get a standing ovation. I'd stand up and cheer. I'd be raising fingers all over the place. 11.43, 17 till noon at QAM. So we got that pool on uh, and, uh, rude, rude things people do. Maybe we could also add some crap on there if we want during the show today. Or not. We can wait till tomorrow. We still have today. we got plenty of fish to fry. You know what? I can almost smell them right now. Smell like catfish. Why do people eat catfish, you know? Catfish uh, spend all their time at the bottom of the uh, 
So Please. do uh, shrimp and lobster and crabs. And grouper. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And what else? Grouper. Who eats grouper? I do. Me. Oh, my God. Gary Sarter's going to come in. And I bet you that's trafe. Probably. And you probably put butter on it. And bacon. Oh, What's better than staying cool and comfortable all summer long in the sweat box known as South Florida? Boy, it's not easy when your A.C. goes out. How about getting you an uh, instant $1,200 cool cash rebate on the world's smartest air conditioner, the five-star edition of the Carrier Infinity System? And you can get this fabulous system from our good friends at Royce Air and Heat, where they've been taking care of Tri-County area families for three long generations now. So these are obviously people who you can trust. As a carrier factory authorized dealer, Royce guarantees your 100% satisfaction, and that guarantee is backed by Carrier. The people who invented air conditioning in the first place have now invented the Carrier Infinity System. This one actually performs a daily diagnostic check and then adjusts itself for maximum efficiency. And speaking of that, to maintain maximum efficiency on your current air conditioning system, be sure to do the smart thing, and that is to join the Royce Air and Heat Comfort Club. Twice a year, they inspect and tune up your system. And if you ever have any kind of a problem at all with your AC, you'll enjoy priority same-day service and 10% off on any needed repairs, too. All of these things, all of these things. are just 110 bucks a year. So whether you choose the two-speed infinity system with Piron or peace of mind with a comfort club, either way, make the smart choice the Royce choice, R-O-Y-C-E. Royce Aaron Heat, call them toll-free and stay cool all year long. It's guaranteed. 1-800-377-0075. That's 1-800-377-0075. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Neil Rogers, God. Gentlemen, speak up. They'll no longer be a problem. They have my word. When there's a ruckus at the airport, it's gotta be the dog. Trouble with the cops, pissing off the cops. When there's trouble at the airline, it's gotta be the dog. Throwing stuff at cops, fighting off the cops. When your flight is delayed, it's gotta be the dog. Getting mad at cops, tossing stuff at cops. Got the police on my case, he just wanted first class. And the next thing that you know, they arrested our ass. Hey, this man. Someone once said, to air this human. To forgive, to Boy, he, he a poet and he don't know it. How do you like that? It's 11 before noon at QAM. We got the bolt count up at 2 to 4, which, uh, a little relief from that. You know I'm saying? A few octaves lower. Uh-huh. WQAM, Wait. hello. QAM. Oh, sorry, wrong. wrong. Yeah, I'm wrong. Number. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. WQAM, hello. Wrong goofball. QAM. Hey, good morning. How are you today? Okay. I was wondering if I could make a request for one of your satires that I enjoy, please. The Absolutely one, uh... not. No. Let's see. Here's a fax to, from a what? He was awfully polite about it, though. And I guess I wasn't, huh? <laughs> Well, no, I mean, it's not an all-the-question. No, I, I gave my an honest answer. The answer is absolutely <laughs> positive. The way he put it. No, i got a show i got going on here. Okay? We're not going to just stop. Not, we're not doing a request today, okay? That's when George is on this summer. He'll do that every day. Yeah, right. 863 votes on the poll. Let's see who they hate like poison now. Other than Bush and uh, Cheney, who's the, uh, who do you think is the biggest? Who do you mistrust the most? Biggest schmuck. They're all crooks. 367. Keep people healthy and fed. With... Donald Rumsfeld, 197. Jeb Bush, oh, man, 102. Fat-ass governor. Well, what's he going to do after his, this term expires? And by the way, Charlie Crist. You fairy. When's he coming out? He's going to be the next dictator, don't you know? Oh, guess who came out finally? Jeff Gannon Guckard came out. I got that story. Oh, we'll get to really? It. Yeah, like a big surprise. <laughs> that would be like uh, Miss Fudge coming out. Oh. Hillary Clinton, 72. Condoleezza, 52. Alberto Vio, 5. Gonzalez, 17. John McCain, 17. I hate this pool, 15. And John Negroponte, only 14, because they have no idea who that is. Bald-headed Nazi. Colonel Clink. He belongs in the Clink. 
Anyway, somebody faxes and says, Mission Impossible, the big guy, was Peter Lupus. You're absolutely correct. Remember him? I got the disease. And the original team leader before Graves and later played the DN, Law and Order, says Tally. Well, Tally, thanks, Pally. How do you like that? Hi, yeah. Tally. Thank you so much. Peter Lupus. So I guess we got them all, right? No, we didn't get them all. There was one other guy. Well, I was going to not cheat. Uh-oh. No, there was one other one we left out. Martin Landau, Greg Morris, Barbara Bain, Peter Lupus, Peter Graves. I'm, I'm almost tempted to play the theme now. I'm so whipped up about this. I love that. I love the theme, and I love that show. It was a great show. And the idea that Tom Cruise somehow has got anything to do with the real Mission Impossible is so ludicrous, you know? Ludicrous. Is ludicrous in it? There it is. Oh! Oh, what weird version is this? Uh-oh, I don't like it. I got several of them. Oh, this is the movie version of Suicide. That's all I got handy. You know, this computer is so slow. Why? What are you doing on the computer? Well, that's where I'm playing these themes from. They're not only yesterday, you Part of the collection. Well, I could probably find one here. There you go. Like the original one. The right. The classic kit. So anyway, like I said, I wouldn't watch the movies, even if Tom Cruise weren't in them. And, uh, you know, although maybe there'd be a better chance. But I just, I'm not into movie remakes of TV shows. Because they generally, like Bewitched, I didn't see that. I read that it was a piece of crap. Oh, it was brutal, and I didn't even see it. The um, uh, Monsters, I read that it was a piece of garbage. They read it Monsters? Was it the Monsters? No, not the the Monsters. What was the other one? The The Addams Family. Family. I'm sorry. Horrible. I never liked the TV show anyway. Do you like the uh, TV show, The Addams Family? Yeah, it was all right. You read Lurch? Yeah. And then, of course, uh, the Monsters was uh, your buddy. You're looking for glory holes. Grandpa. Yeah. 879 votes on the poll. We better get with it. We're going to do that one tomorrow. The rudest thing people do. Maybe some people will call in. How about, oh, yeah. burp, how about burping out loud? You know, the, the Dutch, uh, they do that without, without any uh, guilty conscience. Yeah, burping I don't, I don't care. As long as I'm not, like, downwind of a real greasy garlic belt or something. Well, they don't care. <laughs> They, uh, yeah, they belch over. In fact, I think maybe that's like an editorial comment. Like, boy, this meal was sure good. You know, like that. Right. Speaking of that, Israel's Mossad Secret Service Agency killed a Palestinian wanted for airplane hijackings by feeding him poison Belgian chocolate over six months in the late 70s, according to a new book the author said Saturday. All right. And as soon as I saw the headline, I thought to myself, one name came to mind. You know who it was? Uh, what's his name from The Godfather? No. Oh, you're thinking of uh, Eli Wallach. Yeah, yeah, that's no. Right. Yes, sir, I'm a fart. Oh, the, uh, the slow poisoning. That's and right. interestingly enough, when you get to the end of the story, it talks about that. The book, Striking Back, is apparently the first time the details of the killing have come to light and provide a glimpse at how sophisticated Israel is at poisoning. So if Shai Levy, is he still there, by the way? I think he's uh, gone. No, he's here. He's still there? Where, where mm-hmm. does he work? And he's not in the morning anymore. No, he, uh, he does updates, and he's the Marlins reporter. If he offers you any food at the games or anything? I'll say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm kosher. Right. In his book, author Aaron Klein describes how Israel tracked down Wadiya Haddad, a, an operative of the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine, not to be confused with the 
uh, not so popular front for the uh, yeah, that's that Monty Python thing just mm-hmm. cracks me the up. People's front of Judea. Right. Uh, in Baghdad, Haddad had gone into hiding in the Iraqi capital after Israel began killing Palestinian militants around the world, Klein told Israel Radio. Suspected in multiple hijackings, including the 76 takeover in Air France airplane in Entebbe, Uganda, Haddad knew from the Israel uh, tactics that he could be shot or bombed as he walked the street or even picked up a phone. Just like in that movie with uh, Rob Lowe. Oh, don't step on the brake. Remember that? Yeah. Haddad was cautious of every move, avoiding travel outside of Iraq, said Klein, a Time magazine correspondent in Jerusalem. But the 309-pound food lover had a weakness, chocolate. Ray Nagin was onto him. In Baghdad in 77, luxuries like fine chocolates were rare. Through a Palestinian working with the Mossad who had gotten close to Haddad, the agency was able to feed him chocolate brought from Belgium and spread with poison over six months. He died March 78, showing only signs of leukemia, but no signs of poisoning. How do you like that? Hmm. Since the death of Yasser Amafart in late 2004, rumors have swirled in the Arab world that the longtime Palestinian leader was poisoned by Israel. I don't think there's any doubt. Klein said there's no evidence that Israel killed Arafat, but it would take years to prove that poisoning took place because of Israel's sophistication. Arafat died in the Paris hospital in 2004 of a massive stroke that followed a sudden deterioration in his health, unexplained. Medical records have been inconclusive about the cause of death, leading some Palestinians to implicate Israel. Klein's book recently came out in Israel and Hebrew. Baruch Atah, don't eat the chocolate, it's treif, etc. How you like that? Uh-huh. I like the name of the book. So the Israelis are poisoning people. Nothing worse than po- What the hell was that? What? Did you hear something? I heard something. I thought tapping on my door. I'm sitting here in my underwear. That would not be good. It would be a nasty sight. It's 11.57 at 560 WQM. Hey, being outdoors a lot means you've got to take good care of your tizzies. You're going to be doing a lot of waltzing around all over town. Like that guy in Cuckoo's Nest. Remember, he was always waltzing around? Yes, he was. I loved him. What was his name? Did he have I a name? I don't know. Oh. Anyway, the only place to take your feet to make sure they get properly taken care of is Brandy Shoes in Pompino Beach. Brandy carries all your top brands like Florsheim, Echo, Mephisto, Rockport, Hush Puppies, New Balance, and lots of other name brands in all sizes for men and women. They even carry wide widths and hard-to-find sizes. Brandy Shoes is the largest independent shoe retailer in all of South Florida. When you see the selection value you get, you know I've been telling you for years, this is the only place to take those feet. Go see our good buddy Arnie. He'll make sure you always get the right-fitting shoes at the right price, too. And I like those department stores where forever and ever you uh, wait to get waited on, and then they finally do wait on you. And whatever style you pick out, sorry, mister, don't have that in your size or ma'am. The only thing they do at Brandy's is shoes, so don't worry about size, selection, service, or price. They're absolutely unbeatable all the time. Brandy Shoes at 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach. You'll find them right between Atlantic and Copens on the east side. Can't miss it. Open Monday through Saturdays till 9, every Sunday till 5. And this week is a stupendous, a smart time to buy Floorsheim shoes at Brandy's. Take 10 to 30 bucks About 30, man. off on selected men's Floorsheim shoes this week. So be sure to get your fat ass into Brandy's and shop there this week or do your shoe shopping right online the easy way at brandyshoes.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. This is Mark Morgan. It's the 12 to 1 hour on QAM. Welcome back to the game show that sets the price of gas. Drive or no drive. <laughs> you didn't really believe that supply and demand crap, did you? I didn't think so. I'm your host, Howie Orwell. Okay, Norman, before the break, you opened up 17 of the 25 oil barrels. And all of the reasonable prices are off the gas station side, including $1.32, $1.39, and 49 cents a gallon. Yeah, remember those days? <laughs> Good times. 
Anyway, Norman, still left are two fifty, four dollars, and five dollars a gallon. That would be Mr. Oil Company executive with his latest price offer. Yes, sir. Yes, master. I will, sir. And thank you for your generous oil, sir. Okay, Norman. You can open three more barrels, or America can pay three dollars a gallon. Okay, Norman. My question to you is: drive or no drive? I don't know. Three bucks a gallon is highly lovely, but we could end up with five dollars a gallon. And I got an SUV. Oh gosh. Oh. I'm sorry, America, but I'm going to have to say. Drive. Yeah, like you really had a choice anyway. So suck it up, America, and tune in tomorrow night when Big Oil once again makes you an offer you can't refuse. Drive or no drive. Twelve oh four five sixty WQM. Don't forget, join us today. In fact, right now at White Hot Heat headquarters at Catch of the Day in Miami on Lejeune Road, just south of the eight thirty six, presented by Kettle One Vodka. Be there from now till the final buzzer sounds with live broadcast from two to four and seven to ten for game one between the Heat and the Nets. Catch it today in Miami for QM's White Hot Heat headquarters right now. Go down there and see uh, somebody. Who's there, I wonder? Me. Well, see, that would be nice. Maybe somebody important is Probably there. Probably rock and rolly. Leslie Ann Warren, 70 and 71. Sam Elliott, 77. These are people who are on Fishing Impossible. Barbara Anderson, 72 and 73. Barbara Bain's character's name was Cinnamon. That is, I remember that, don't you? Cinnamon. Uh-huh. And Linda Day George, 71 to 73, was on Fishing Impossible. That was a great show. Yes, it was. Your assignment, Mr. Phelps, should you accept it. And then, of course, this tape will self destruct. 901 votes on the poll, man. By 1 o'clock, we're going to have our 1,000 pretty damn close to it. Boy, I feel like we made a major accomplishment today, a big comeback. You know what? Don't you feel like we made a gigantic comeback? Oh, no. I thought we were doing great just from the get-go. Well, actually, uh, it's all relative. So if our relatives get the diaries, of course, I don't have any relatives. Very few. You got a lot of relatives? Yeah, of course. Josh has got a lot of relatives. He can get, uh, maybe they can get them. I'll try to make it happen. Right. Work on it. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hiya, Charlie. Intellectual line. WQAM, hello. White socks, bright socks, really out of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too bad I don't get any respect. 5670560, pound 560 on the Verizon Singular wireless line. Waiting for our, have we had like, I think we had one today, didn't we? Like a real call? I don't remember that. Oh, yeah, way, way back. Early I mean, it might have happened, yeah. but, you know, so long ago. Very long time ago, way, way back. Seems like only 100 years ago when we sat down, you know. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hello, Neil. Yeah, yes, sir. Um, forgot Greg Morris, Neil. No, he did not forget Greg Morris. I said it twice. I must have stepped out of the truck. I yeah, he yes, yes, stepped out, Woody. Step out in the middle of traffic, Woody. Okay, do us all a favor. Do the human race a favor, Woody. I have no life. We know that. He's just starting to get, like, real chronic lately again. Starting? No, 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 no lately, lately again. He, yeah, you know, you're right. He, uh, he comes and goes in waves. was laying you know? low there for a and while. The wave went out a long time ago, Woody. Okay, so let's just wave you bye-bye. See ya, Woody. Not soon, we hope. Not Woody Graber, though. Don't confuse. This is uh, Woody Jackass. i never forget that day I drove out of the uh, parking lot after the show at uh, Paxson. You know, I told mm-hmm. you that. And some schmuck comes pulling up alongside, rolls his window down as I'm about to uh, turn out of there. Uh, oh, it's Woody. It's Woody. Now, had I had any brains at that time, if I would have been equipped, I would like like that. Can you imagine the great pubic sir? I probably would have oh, got a medal boy. for that. Gold star and a purple jelly right. bean. WQAM, hello. Notice how slow they are today, too? Must be because it's Monday. Maybe hey, the drugs. Yes, sir. Uh, don't forget Leonard Nimoy, man. He was on... Uh, Leonard Nimoy, of course. How the hell could we forget that? Mr. Ears, right. Hey, and, uh, for your hey Leonard, room. you got your ears on? I beg your pardon? For your rude poll, uh, people that say they're going to call you back and never call you. 
People who don't return, oh, I love that. That's a, a QAM, that's a, a special one. People yeah. who don't uh, return phone calls, thank you. People who don't return phone calls, like Greg Reed. Yeah. What was that? Leonard Nimoy, since you mentioned him, singing I Walk the Line. Oh, I guess you want to keep up with Bill Shatner, huh? It's on the same album. you got to be kidding me. I walk the line. Well, I think originally it was on separate albums, <laughs> They, uh, oh, they no. both cut William records. Shatner's recording of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds was voted the worst Beatles cover of all time. And now, the fab former Captain Kirk has a whole CD of fab four covers. It's Shatner Warps the Beatles. Say, you can drive my car. <laughs> I think I'm going to play that whole thing after the, uh, when we come back. People don't return phone calls. That's one of the rudest things. And, of course, when you're a general mangler of a radio station and supposed to be like a respectable person with a Brooks Brothers suit and a crappy haircut like Greg, that was one of my, besides lying like a champion, that was his other, uh, I guess, claim to fame, not returning phone calls. There was another one, too, but we probably won't talk about it on the air yet. You know what I'm talking about? No, what? WQAM, hello. Yeah, okay. WQAM, hello. Oh, and uh, you notice the relationship there is side by mm -hmm. each. Oh, that was special. Gilbert That was perfect. Story. I think it's the same person. Only the only the Coke bottle eyes have changed to uh, protect the guilty. Same person, I believe. 5670560, oh, pound 560 in the Verizon Singular Wireless line. WQAM, hello. Hey, I was wondering who put that. Yeah, we were wondering when you're going to die. Already. Let us know, like that guy that said he wanted to come to my funeral. Let us know when you're going to die, because I'll be sure to attend that. Even if I'm already dead, I'll make a comeback just for that. You and your boyfriend. WQAM, hello. Don Johnson for president. You got to go now. WQAM, hello. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Good you afternoon. know, they had the recent release of the uh, Truman Capote movie. No, and, um, I didn't see it. Okay, well, that's the, uh, there was a movie he made years ago, and for some reason I never saw it, called In Cold Blood. Right. I just watched it. Well, he wrote the book. I mean, right, okay. His book, yeah. Then, uh, for some reason, I never saw the movie. But there's, there's, you've seen the movie, so it's two... two no, I have not seen the movie. Let me say it again. I did not see the movie. Oh, I saw it in Cold Blood, yes. Oh, that's what I mean. The movie in yeah. Cold Blood. A long time ago. The two punks that killed the family and all that. Right. Okay, was there something going on there that I missed? The one guy kept calling Robert Blake's Honey, Baby, and Sweetie. Really? I, and I, I looked at it. Well, just I, remember, Truman Capote wrote it, so that may have something to do with it. Five six seven oh five sixty gay pound five sixty in the Verizon singular wireless line. I don't know whether he liked uh, Robert Blake or maybe he was uh, like Beretta. You know, maybe he was in love with his cockatoo. Nine hundred thirteen votes on the poll. WQAM, hello. Yeah, hi, um, Neil. Yes, sir. Um, I wanted to add to your poll, please. Um, people, well, athletes that do interviews, athletes that do shows for your, I mean, against the flagship station. Look at Don Charles Willis's record, The Curse Lives. <laughs> what what does that mean? Uh, I was hoping you could explain it to me. Do you me. have any idea what he was talking about? I, mean, I think I think there was a good message in there, you know? Uh, it was a sports thing, so I didn't get it. Yeah, but what it has to do with rude things people do, I have no idea. But I think, And Don Trell, man, he's getting the snot uh, hit out of him this year. You see that? I, I guess I guess maybe 50 wins is a little bit optimistic for the Marlins. What are they, 8-21? and 21? Yeah. Well, let, let's, let's just worry experience. about winning a game at home. I know that'd be tough for him. 8 and 21. So let's just round it out to even. About 30, man. Yeah. And multiply it times 162 is like five. And then we'll. Uh, four. So I, I'd say maybe like 45 games they might win, which would mean they would lose 117. Well, let's just go for the record. I mean, don't stop at 117. Well, no, the record's 120. Right. 
Well, they got a shot at that. Like Jimmy Johnson would say, we got a shot at uh, the all-time record. So I'm sure that the public, as much as they were reluctant to spend one dime of public money before to help out bail out these millionaire, billionaire types, I'm sure if they lose 120 games, I'm sure everybody will say, oh, if we just build them a new stadium, they'll be great. Just like the Panthers. Look what happened after we built them that arena. Right. Panthers have made the playoffs a total of three times in the history of the organization. Three times in the whole history of the franchise. They don't draw flies. They lie like crazy about the attendance. They can't give away the tickets. And believe me, they're trying like crazy to give away as many as they can to goose up the number. But other than that, everything's going quite well, I would say. And nobody cares about that anyway right now because, like Hank said, everybody's concerned about and the fight, right? And Barry Bonds and Ward Bonds. Who else? Dave, uh, what was his name on Channel 7 Detroit, WXYZ? Dave Bonds. That once had the fly land on his nose in the middle of a newscast. I told you that story a million times. No, it was Dave Dials and Bill Bonds. That was the news guy on Channel 7 Detroit. Great newsman. Of course, that's a professional news market. They didn't have no, like, uh, Angela Ray on there or uh, Cam- Cambrell Martian or silly-ass Tony Cigaretto. 1213 at 560 WQM at the Melting Pod, man. You're not just going to have a meal. You're going to have a real experience. And you're going to be dipping into all kinds of fantastic things at the pod because fondue is a memorable four-course dining experience there. Enjoy a variety of unique entrees and special melting pot dipping sauces. Start your dinner out with the Melting Pot's renowned cheese fondue served with three different breads, Granny Smith apples, and crisp veggies. Next, your choice is salads, all with the Melting Pot's homemade dressings. And then your entrees include all of these fantastic things that you dip in Dunkin' and great stuff. Lobster, filet mignon, shrimp, Cajun seasoned chicken, pork, portobello mushrooms, duck, and lots more cooked in oil or broth, whichever you prefer. And the Melting Pot dipping sauces are to die for. And for dessert, the chocolate fondue is so good that even Ray Nagin would do somersaults for it. Dip your fresh strawberries, bananas, pineapple, all your favorite fruits. Just dip them in there, man. Dip them and dunk them. Cheesecake, brownies topped off with tasty marshmallows rolled in crushed Oreos and graham crackers. It's so good you'll be going back for more all the time. Something really different and something delicious. And don't forget, this coming Sunday is Mother's Day. So take your mama to the melting pot nearby you for a real treat on Mother's Day. Call and make your reservations real soon. You'll find a melting pot in Kendall, Cooper City, North Miami Beach, Boca, Coral Springs, and prestigious Fort Lauderdale. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Today on Dr. Phil, it's Keith Richards. What's good? What happened? I fell out of a tree and I hit my head. Did it feel good? No, it still hurts. It hurts. I've got a concussion. I have a question for you. You think you're bright? Uh, I guess not, but I'm rich. I had a jet ski accident too. Have you ever looked in the mirror and said, why do I do this? I do it. Because I can't get no, no satisfaction. I just think you are f***ing <laughs> What was it again? It's uh, 1218. That was a good bleep in there, but I just, you know, just double double duty. Just but, making sure. By the way, something. Yes? Miguel is the one down there at the uh, catch of the day. Is that where he is? Oh, go down there and watch Miguel catch it. And he's got the uh, the best of Neil products for anyone. How who much we got so far? Oh, I don't know. I know you keep asking, and uh, I actually and, did pass it along to ask. And he ain't and, telling. Uh, well, that, that's okay. We're still well, waiting. tell him if he ain't going to be telling, I'm not going to sign all those things. He sent me about 85,000 of those damn uh, um, right. CD sleeves, those icing When, we, when we get a total, you can finish it up. I asked him last week to, uh, what, if we had a total, and he said he, he's still waiting for an answer. Oh, come on. That's what he said. I, I think that guy, we probably had 100,000, and the guy probably ran off with about 75 grand. Well, who can blame him? I'd take it. Well, I could take that 75 grand of Woodbine and cut that thing in about a third in no time. Now, actually, 
We'll see. We'll see what happens. And, of course, you're probably thinking, I know what you're thinking. What about 16 hours on Saturday, now you're going back again today? You have no. a problem. Go for it. Actually, I don't have a problem. I'm just in the mood for it. You have to be in the right mood. Plus, when I'm there, I don't eat. You, you don't know? have a problem. You can afford it. Well, I mean, if you're there 16 hours and you lost 100 bucks, you know, plus the camp fare, I mean, don't you think a guy like me can afford to lose 100 bucks? That's a bargain. I mean, 100 bucks. So it's, it's almost not even worth the effort when you come right down it's to like it. It's like a tank of gas. There you go. Bitter battle brewing over smiley face. Uh-oh. For decades, the yellow happy face symbol has encouraged millions to smile. Have you ever smiled when you saw a smiley face? No. I haven't either, so I don't know what that means. Oh, it's encouraged people. It didn't mean that it achieved the goal. The smiley face and have a nice day helped to define the 70s. Have a nice day. With two dots and a pencil stroke, school children have brightened handwritten messages by filling in their O's with mini smileys. They fill in their O's. These days, nary a cheery email is complete without a typographical smile. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Because I'm supposed to be somewhat computer literate, and I do, you know, send a few emails here and there, but uh-huh. how do you do that? Where does that come from? The, the little smiley face thing? Yeah. Well, the, it's, it's software now. The, the actual graphic one, you see that somewhere? The little yellow one, It yeah. depends on the program that they're using to create the email. And you probably have an option on the Hotmail, which you use. Yeah. Probably have a little option there. It's a little box that you click on. and. Uh, oh, well, I, not that I would use it. I right. Mean, it no, just... and it brings up the options for you. Oh. But a bitter legal battle over Smiley could be enough to make the happy little symbol frown. Uh-oh. Walmart stores, which uses a yellow happy face to try to put its shoppers in a carefree mood, is saying, with a straight face, that it has exclusive rights to the familiar image, at least among retail department stores. I told you they're evil. Well, I always do it. The world's largest retailer is fighting a French native who has earned millions in licensing fees on Smiley since the early 70s when he began securing trademarks for the happy face around the world. It's the case of Mr. Smiley versus Les Smiley, or is that Les Smelly? The two sides are expected to wrap up their cases before the U.S. Patent and Trademark Orifice this summer. See, these are the kind of things we ought to be worried about. Not who won That's the right. stupid-ass fight. Oscar de la Hoya, my ass. Oscar de la... Oy. Yeah. Even the retailer's recent decision to drop Mr. Smiley from its advertising as part of its larger attempt to appeal to more upscale shoppers hasn't dulled Walmart's fighting spirit. If Walmart prevails, it could keep its competitors from festooning the symbol on plastic bags, name badges, and just about anything else sold in the stores. The Frenchman, Franklin Lufrani, responded bluntly without a happy face, no comment. But Walmart spokesman John Smiley, not to be confused with Smiley, was happy to. It's kind of ironic that this whole dispute is about a smiley face, he said. But in the end, in the end, Rectum. it's what it is. It's a mark that we have tremendous investment in and is very closely identified with our company. Ooh, now, this is the first yeah. time I've ever heard of that. Did you ever assume that the smiley face and Walmart were like had anything to do with each other? No, I knew that they used it. I knew that they uh, stole it. I hear they're going to try to copyright the star and the check mark next. Yeah. Walmart and the swastika. Oh, Walmart's invested a... billions of dollars through the years, smiley said, linking its name to the yellow circle with two dots for eyes and a loopy grin. The company says it's been using what it calls Mr. Smiley since 1996 in more limited ways long before that. But the company didn't move to register the trademark until somebody else tried to do so first, Smiley said. That was Lou Franny, who began registering that. That was the guy's name, the character in that movie. Franny was his name. Fran. All right. Then P.S. It's okay. It just doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't, uh, you know, there's no point to it. They did it, and they liked it, and he liked her, and she liked him, and he wasn't uh, her old boyfriend from high school, and that's pretty much it. That was Lou Franny who'd done it, who began registering the face around the world more than 30 years ago. About 30, man. And set up a company in London, Smiley World, to police its use. Many people have claimed to have invented Smiley, but the man widely credited with creating Smiley was the late Harvey Ball. That's right. Massachusetts. What? I said that's right. 
Did you know that? Yes, I did. Oh, a Massachusetts graphic artist who was commissioned by an insurer in 1963 to reduce bad blood among employees after the company merged with a rival. The original concept was just for a smile. Ball told the Telegram and Gazette of Worcester, Mass. in 97 that he added the eyes so that a disgruntled employee couldn't turn the smile upside down to make her frown. That was, that was clever. That was good it's thinking, a genius. you know? Yeah, what a, what a freaking genius. For his efforts, Ball earned more than a song and a smile, 45 bucks. Well, that'll buy a half a tank of gas. By the time Ball thought to cut, did I ever tell you about the time I was driving the wrong way on Tremont Street in Boston with my Corvair? Anyway, by the time Ball thought to copyright the design in the 70s, his happy face had been reproduced at least 50 million times, making it part of the public domain. Lou Franius claimed that he created Les Smiley after the 68 student riots in Paris as a way to designate positive news stories, has trademarked the symbol in at least 80 countries. And it goes on. Walmart said it had no choice but to oppose Lou Franius and seek to register Mr. Smiley for its use. Lou Franius, in turn, filed legal papers opposing Walmart's claim. And at 425 this afternoon, we're filing a $72 trillion lawsuit against Joyce Fitch and the Banjo Boys Group, Inc. for trying to sabotage this show, for trying to deep-six this show, bitch. Hateful sow. Oh, 942 votes. We'll have a 1,000 by the top of the hour. Aren't you impressed? Yeah, that's all right. Pretty, pretty damn close. Other than Bush and Cheney, which government type do you mistrust the most? I like that one for tomorrow. People don't return phone calls. That was excellent. Why didn't we think of that? Because we're trying to forget Greg. You know, that, he, that would be one of his famous deals. He, he, would, he would make a deal for somebody, uh, whether it was Rimmer or it was Defoe, to, to, to hire them. And they just... Yeah. And then we'd just forget about it. Right. Well, that's almost like uh, hiring them. And they'd keep calling and leave messages, and he just wouldn't return their calls. That was his way of uh, evading the truth, you know. Didn't want to face the music. They're all crooks, 401. Well, is there any doubt? Donald Rumsfeld, 219. Jeb Bush, 114. Your fat-ass governor. Hillary Clinton, 77. You know, I, I got a real good story about her that you're going to like, because I know you're real real nervous about her. By Marcos yeah, Mulitsis in uh, Washington Post. Hillary Clinton, too much of a Clinton Democrat, question mark? Basically, what he says is it's a death wish again. I think you've been saying that. Yeah. Anyway, Swillery's got 77. Condoleezza is 66. Alberto Vio 5 Gonzalez, 18. John McCain, 18. I hate this poll, 15. And John Negroponte, if they only knew, only 14. See, that's the kind of guy they can get away with. They sneak his bald head in there, and, you know, nobody knows from anything. They don't know his history, his background. The butcher of Honduras. He's the one that, uh, you know, first he was pushing to get rid of Porter Michigas. Then, of course, there's all these rumors about Porter Michigas was involved in all this scandal with the Duke Cunningham and the hookers and the uh, all that other crap, you know, all of these All of these things. things. 26 past noon, we're discussing Mission Impossible today and Greg Morris, uh, who's dead. Interesting that they had a black guy on that show, you know? Right. It was customary. Just like the rookies, they had a black right. uh, cop. And Hogan's Heroes, you got to have a token in there. Who else? What other Make show? Make it look like America. Now... Uh, Charlie's Angels didn't have no black chick, right? No, no, just a black-haired chick. Never seen no black people in Superman. Richard Pryor was in one of them. Boy, he got burned by that. That's Bad. Uh, you know that uh, one of the co-writers, one guy was from Cleveland, the other guy was from Toronto that wrote Superman. You know I have no idea, no. In fact, in yesterday's Toronto Star, there was, I should have kept it, a whole history of Superman and all its various incarnations. It was kind of interesting. That. Yeah, then I could play the Superman theme, but I just played that the other day. Hey, sometimes it's the things you can't see that can really be uh, bad for you. In South Florida for 28 years, Dry Concepts is absolutely the best dry cleaning carpets. That's why I've used them in my homes for over 21 years. In fact, they were just there like about a month ago. They're their usual stupendous job. When you dry clean your carpets, you can really clean today and then entertain tonight because they don't stay soaked for hours with Dry Concepts. They're dry and you're ready to rock and roll just a matter of hours. Carpets stay cleaner longer with no sticky residue left behind. With over 50,000 satisfied customers, you won't be alone, I guarantee you that. 
Don't forget, Rock Concepts are also the experts when it comes to water restoration damage. Good to keep in mind during hurricane season. Certified technicians get you out of the mold zone in just minutes, not days. And Dry Concepts can get your home or business dry within 24 to 72 hours. It's guaranteed. And they give you a written guaranteed price up front before they start the job. No scams, no tack-ons at the end, no, uh, no BS. And to top it all off, Dry Concepts has got a state-of-the-art oriental rug cleaning plant, the only one in South Florida, right on site. That's dedicated to keeping your expensive area rugs looking just like brand new. So do yourself a humongous favor and call Dry Concepts today at 1-800-248-5071. That's 1-800-248-5071 or on the Wicked Web, dryconcepts.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Howard David's a bitch. Hee-hee! <laughs> Anybody got any red for Benny's? I want to down him with a tube. Appointed by God, I'm a voice of the right. And I got busted. A drug-addled hookster that's wealthy and white. And still got busted. My career will never come to an end. It pays to kiss the asses of powerful men. And believe me, my friends, for anyone else, they get five years to ten. They deserve to get busted. But not me. <laughs> so what? I got high on some hillbilly smack and got busted. I've been saying all along it's for the pain in my back. I still got busted. They've been up for me since 2003. I'm a victim of the vast liberal conspiracy. And now, I have a mugshot like Larry King. So I got busted, my friends. But I'm back from your Belinda. <laughs> $3,000. What the hell? Belinda! I'll tell you what, the run down of even pick me up some goods, will you? Off with you now. Hello, hello, hello. Top 33 at 560 WQM 27 to 1. We got uh, Boat Camper, Kimba coming up at 2, Mad Dog at 4, and then the other stuff. Hillary Clinton says uh, Marcos Mulitsis uh, in the Washington Post. Swillery's got a few problems if she wants to secure the 2008 presidential or Democratic nomination. She's a leader who fails to lead. She does not appear electable, but most of all, Hillary has a Bill Clinton problem, and no, not about that. Moving into 2008, Republicans will be fighting to shake off the legacy of the Bush years, the jobless recovery, the four misadventures, the nightmarish fiscal management, the Katrina mess, unimaginable corruption, and imperial president with little regard for the Constitution or the rule of law. Every Democratic contender will be offering change, but activists will be demanding the uh, kind of change that can only come from outside the Beltway. Hillary Clinton leads her Democratic rivals in the polls and in fundraising. Unfortunately, however... The New York senator is part of a failed Democratic Party establishment led by her husband that enabled the George W. Bush presidency and Republican majorities and all the havoc they have wreaked at home and abroad. Of course, it's still early. At this point in the last presidential cycle, the first hints of Howard Dean... Oh, I'm sorry. I beg your pardon? Missed my cue. ...were barely emerging. In 2002, Democrats had no clear frontrunner. The conventional wisdom was betting on a handful of insider candidates with money and connections. Senators Drew Lieberman and John Kerry and Representative Dick Gebhardt. These three were supposed to contend. The early polls gave them, especially Jew Lieberman, the inside track to the nomination, and the media gave the rest of the field no more than its usual dismissive coverage. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But basically what it says is that her position on the war has been, uh, you know, unacceptable. She's been a shill. She's been for it. She's been supporting it. In person, Clinton is one of the warmest politicians I've ever met, he says, but her advisors have stripped what personality she has, hiding it from the public. What remains is a heartless, passionless machine surrounded by the very people who ground down the activists based in the 1990s and have continued to hold the party's grassroots in utter contempt. 
The operation is rudderless with any sign of significant leadership, and to top it off, a sizable number of Democrats don't think she could win a general election anyway. How do you like that? A sizable number of Democrats don't think she could win the general election anyway. I don't think she could win the election for dog catcher. Marcos Melissus, by the way, is founder of the political blog Daily Costs. Good site. Excellent. 966. Oh, my God. If we could just turn that first nine upside down for a second. Because you know what happens when you get an upside down? Nine. Ooh, it would be 666. Ooh. And then we turn it back to a nine just to make sure we get our thousand. Or else. 5670560, oh, pound 560 in the Verizon singular wireless line. See, this is what happened when I don't like keep pumping the numbers out because then they, then they just take it for granted, you know. Right. Then I'm going to spoon feed them. Oh, and of course, that thing I played with Mo for the 4,000th time about the National Guard. Mm hmm. National Guard troops in Iraq, which once constituted half the Army's fighting force, have been dramatically reduced, could be largely phased out of major combat responsibilities next year as military officials debate their performance and what role they should play in future conflicts. Iraq was an important test of whether the Army could use the Guard more aggressively, and not just as last resort. During the Cold War, the Guard was recast as the strategic reserve that would be used in the big fight against the Soviet Union, the big fight that, of course, never came. So they're getting the National Guard out of Iraq. Jason, you're on QM. We don't have any National Guardsmen because they're all fighting a war in Iraq right now. Not the National Guard. Pardon? Not the National Guard. No National Guard in Iraq? Not, not, there's no National Guard. Uh, no. Let me read that first sentence again. National Guard troops, which once constituted half the Army's fighting force in Iraq, have been dramatically reduced. Not that we need to keep making the point, but you know what? Why not? Loud and wrong. Not a good combination. Loud and wrong. You know, stentorian and wrong. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that he and the Humper didn't, like, uh, at least have a hug and a kiss and... I forgot about it. I got a report on that event, and I forgot and? how he snubbed everybody, and for some reason spoke to Miguel, which I wonder why. Cause, Maybe uh, he liked Miguel. Why? Based on what? His looks. I see. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hey. Maybe he thought Miguel was the one that didn't hate him. Hey. He didn't. Yes, he was wrong. I think you're crossover. Yeah, okay. I think your cross-dressing is pretty embarrassing, okay? They're going to bang your ass in the track. WQAM, hello. I love calling. Okay, good. Take a couple of more of these, and I have a feeling today we're like uh, down to a precious few. You know, remember that song by Climax, Precious and Few? Sure. We got eight people that call radio talk shows in town, and we got we got them all though. That's one good thing. We we'll just have like two or four or five, one and two. We got all eight. Climax, Precious and Few. They also had another hit called. Uh, uh, Come on. This is the only hit I have uh, on my computer by them though. But I know they had more than one. Let me look up. Well, no, actually, they're on the uh, one-hit wonders, but I know that's wrong. I know they had another one. Right. Not to be confused with Climax Blues Band. Oh, no, they did not. They had two. Really? This is the only one? Maybe you're thinking of Climax Blues Band. They made the charts. Are you thinking of Climax Blues Band, maybe? No, I'm absolutely not thinking of the Climax Blues Band or any other Climax. Who can share? Group from L.A., Sonny Garachi and Music to slash your wrist, bud. Sonny Garachi on vocals, Walter Nims on guitar, Virgil Weber on keyboards, Steve York on bass, and Robert Nielsen on drums. Garachi was a member of The Outsiders, Time Won't Let Me. Remember that? Time Won't Let Me by The Outsiders yeah. and Capitol Records. That was a good song. There you have it. You never knew that. All right. All right. No, I did not. Some very useless. Okay, that's enough of uh, Precious and Few, okay? Time Won't Let Me. There's The Outsiders. Look at that. I'd say 69. Got the year on it? 66. 66? 
I, I see. I was just going to nail that baby. Oh, no. Stop it, you <laughs> bastard! You. Oh, that's that is criminal. I pulled the rug out. I had that thing nailed like just like uh. Like yes, you did. Well, I tell you, Josh, a little hard ass thick. That's that's your compatriot there, your cohort. That's right. He knows. I'm sure he does. about my evil speech. All that crap about you buying him that TV set? Yeah. Fat can. Yeah, that's why I haven't gotten it for him. Time won't let me. Yeah. He's a very busy guy, okay? He's got a lot of drug deals to, uh, to finish up this week. Okay, that's enough. That's a good song. Uh-huh. 66, huh? Yeah. I guess we were playing that as an oldie in Kalamazoo in 68 yeah. and 69. Tempest Fugit, baby. The Big H Golden. Yeah. See, as soon as, uh, as soon as music stations stopped having jingles, that was the beginning of the end. I know. No jingles. Well, I guess they still have them, but they're not the same. They do? They're not jingles the way that we know. They're more like liners now, like panty liners. I, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never heard them. Like, like, like rejoins. They're not, they don't sound like jingles. No, anymore. they're not jingles. They don't have the oomph. That you better jingles. call up Mike Wance, man, and find out about your jingles. Nah, nah, nah. In fact, it seems to me, and maybe it was one of those uh, books that Boca sent me some time ago, was uh, the history. Of, yeah, I think it was. There's some listener maybe about Pam's Jingles and about the history yeah. of the company and about bada beep, bada boop, bada huh? They were the best. Oh, Pam's were the best. In fact, maybe I'll dig out one of my discs here. It's got all the Pam's Jingles on it. 978 votes on the poll. I told you we'll have uh, easy 1,000 by the top there by 1 o'clock. Then I guess I can leave early. Right. Well, no, I gotta catch a, uh, I gotta catch a cab to. <laughs> it's one thing to catch a plane; it's another thing to catch a cab. Hey, cabby! Had a little epidemic here. Well, I wouldn't say epidemic. A little string of bad uh, news with cab drivers last week in Toronto. How they're like, yeah. getting shot or something? No shots, stabbed, things like that. One cab driver got killed for like I don't know how much, but a guy with four kids, Indian guy. Eight bucks. Because uh, I asked, I was talking with the uh, cabbie coming back the other night, and I said, well, how much do you guys usually carry? He said, well, maybe 100 200 at the most. So here's a guy whose life was worth maybe 200 bucks. Isn't that pathetic? Well, he's got me beat. I would say your life is worth... About 30, man. And I think we're well, uh, really Although now that you, that's only because you got that new deal. 1242 at 560 WQAM. What's the worst thing you ever did growing up that drove your mom nuts? You want to make up for it this Mother's Day Sunday? Let her know that you turned out okay and sent an original Vermont teddy bear. She'll receive a beautiful little bear made in Vermont, delivered to home or work with a free card and gourmet caramels in a colorful gift box. You can only get them by calling a friendly bear counselor toll-free at 1-800-829-BEAR or by shopping on their uh, Wicked website at vermontteddybear.com. They'll help you tailor a bear just for your mom or wife, like the nurse, the teacher, the businesswoman, or gardening bear, so she'll know you put some real thought into your gift. They even have a fun new bear called Barefoot and Pregnant Bear for those moms-to-be. Check out the All-American Mom dressed in a patriotic sundress and holding an apple pie. And for all you mama's boys out there, be sure and send the mama's boy bear with a heart-shaped mom tattoo on its arm, his arm, its arm. And, Dad, it's your job to get your wife a gift from the kids, and the mother and cub set is the smart way to do it. Add as many cubs as needed. They'll embroider your kids' names on each one of the outfits. Or tell your wife you think she's still a hottie and send the yummy mummy bear dressed in lingerie, even if she smells like you-know-what. Sending a Vermont teddy bear is so much more personal and fun than flowers, and Vermont teddy bears are guaranteed for life. You know, flowers are dead in a couple of hours, and your little teddy bear will last a lifetime. You can even deliver her bear to the office so she can brag about you to her co-workers. Works like magic every time. Overnight delivery to your home or work is guaranteed, too. So call 1-800-829-BEAR or shop online at vermontteddybear.com. This year, send the creative alternative to flowers for Mother's Day, 1-800-829-BEAR, and be sure and tell them that old bastard, old Neil, on QAM told you to call. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. 
know that the Lord even loves Neil Rogers. And now, life of Kabul! It's Goran! Goran! It's a 1247, 13 to 1 at QAM. Gannon comes out. Audio like that. Oh, my God. Did he do it on his porn website that we all already knew about or somewhere else? At a forum in Philadelphia last week, last Wednesday evening, as a matter of fact, the conservative White House correspondent who drew national attention for his past life as a gay escort declared himself gay, gay publicly for the first time. I didn't know it was his past life. And finally answered questions about discrepancies in the logs of his trips to the White House. Jeff Gannon came out following a question from blogger activist Michael Rogers, who publishes Page One Q and maintains the blog, Blog Active, which reports on anti-gay politicians who are themselves gay. Oh, no. I wonder what uh, your buddy's position is on gay rights and on gay marriage and all these other things. Prone. Prone? Prone position? He's prone to be in that position. Your uh, next governor. Oh, that. that Charlie buddy. Christ. You fairy. Hey, Charlie. I kick your ass. Gannon emerged on the Washington stage after a liberal blog revealed that he had worked as a gay escort prior to his installment at the White House. America blog, run by D.C.-based John Aravosis, discovered revealing photographs of Gannon, who billed himself as an ex-U.S. Marine Corps jock. In a conversation with Raw's story Thursday evening, Gannon spoke frankly about numerous questions this site has raised about his work. Raw's story was the first place where they uh, published the Secret Service logs of his visits to the White House, revealing that Gannon checked, out, checked in on numerous occasions but failed to check out. Well, kind of like the Roach Motel. They check in, but they never check out. That's a problem with Secret Service record-keeping, Gannon said when asked why Secret Service logs show 14 days he failed to check out. He referenced an article from 2003 which revealed shoddy record-keeping by the presidential bodyguard. I think you're going to see that in this Abramoff thing that's coming out right now, he added, you're probably not going to get a complete historical record. Asked if he ever slept over at the White House, Gannon said, never, absolutely never stayed overnight at the White House, never, ever. My personal life has nothing to do with how I got into the White House as a reporter, he added. My personal life had nothing to do with anyone in the White House or in the Bush administration. In other words, he wasn't, he wasn't doing anybody in there. I don't believe it. Maybe he was doing Ari Fleischer. I, I'm suspecting Rove. He's a roving maniac. He singularly likes to mingle. At the panel in Philadelphia Wednesday, Gannon faced questioning from Rogers, a veteran gay activist who has been critical of the conservative track record of the White House. When Rogers last met Gannon at a National Press Club discussion, he shouted a question from the back of the room. Did Gannon ever have sex with anybody in the White House? Subsequently, he was escorted out of the building, and Gannon refused to answer. He was escorted out. Isn't that interesting play on words? Cute. Rogers was more successful in his Philadelphia appearance Wednesday. When questioned if he was gay, Gannon said he was a member of this community. Rogers went farther. Are you a gay man? Gannon responded, Absolutely. 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 Yet perhaps the most stunning of Gannon's comments was his assertion that he supports outing gays who live one life and vote another. Gannon, who himself was outed as a former sex worker without his consent, said that he supported the outing of erstwhile Virginia Congressman Ed Schrock, Republican of Virginia, who resigned in disgrace after Rogers posted tapes of him soliciting gay sex on the Internet. How do you like that for a pervert? Mm-hmm. I look at the case of the congressman from Virginia, and I'm not entirely clear of all the elements of that case, but it seems like he was voting one way in Congress, living another way in his personal life, Gannon told Raw Story Thursday. That, I think, is a contradiction that probably should have been looked at. I wonder what Miss Mark Foley thinks about that. It's the same thing with these people that run around and talk about drinking is bad, we're going to change the drinking age, or we're going to restrict smoking, and then again, they do those same things, like, I'm going to set the rule and say it doesn't apply to me. In other words, don't do as I do, do as I say, is what he's trying to say. Do as I gay. 
But he said the outing of Senator Rick Santorum's communication director crossed the line. Rogers outed Bob Trinham, Santorum's spokesman, earlier this year. What was done to Bob Trinham, I think, was despicable, Gaynor remarked. That was just a schmear campaign intended to hurt Rick Santorum. The net result of this was, how many Republicans now are going to hire people they know or think are gay? And what gay people are going to go and work for Republicans because of the fear of being outed? It's identity politics. He said, I'm against that kind of thing because it's been used to destroy people's careers. Rogers said Friday, he's glad to hear that he and Gannon share some common ground. I'm a firm believer in open dialogue, he said. And hearing that there is common ground between Jeff and I, it should be between Jeff and me, it's certainly a step in the right direction for our community. Gannon also addressed accusations of plagiarism. Well, that goes on about that. Nobody cares about that. It's got nothing to do with sex. Right? Right. And you're right. It doesn't have anything to do with sex. Well, who the hell gives a crap? So there you go. Jeff Gannon Guckert. He's uh, gay. You fair. Right. As, as if. As if there was ever any doubt. We got 1,013 votes. What did I tell you, man? Piece of cake. Piece of mm. cake. Cake? God. Here's a diabetic standing there in the kitchen eating cake, offering some to his ex-wife in Godfather 3. Too much sugar in that movie, man. Look at what those cannolis did to poor Eli Wallach. I thought we could reason together. And he's doing that thing with his hands like, oh, my God. Oh. Que pane. Holy oliva. I, I bet you the Italian defamation league would like to kick his ass. You tell me he's still alive, Eli Wallach? Yeah, I think so. Oh, my God. Isn't that sad? It Boy. is. He should only rot. Just, just for that movie. And then you, then you told me you started thinking about other movies and realized how bad he right, always was. Right. I watched The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, which he's uh, he's the ugly. And he was the bad part. Yeah. The bad and the ugly. Right. And I just realized, hey, he can't act in anything. Really? Eli Wallach. I thought we could reason together, Michael. What well, what a shame. Truly. A- excellent movie. If. If only. If, right. if only. Ca- bad casting. Great. Right. great Too many hits no. again. Yeah. Josh liked it a lot. I, I liked it a lot. I've watched it several times. It's a I like that part where Andy Garcia says, Joey! Zaza. Yeah, I like that. That part's good. On the horse. Mm-hmm. He's just horsing around. Maybe they should fear you. Oh. She's good, though. Oh, yeah, Maybe she's Sharon. good, but still. What? No, no, that, no I'm, just, I'm oh, saying oh, that scene was horrible. It was, it was like awful. Sucking the air out of your lungs. Yeah. Yeah. Go right. It. Like it's a comedy thing, you know? <sighs> just got through all these murders again and everything and all. And, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Michael, now they will fear you. He turns around like like a comet. Hey, maybe they should fear you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and then the scene where the uh, he's he's laying out there on the uh, veranda, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Connie is like holding his hand, and she's saying, "Oh, Fredo, I think it was an accident." You know, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. She like she's trying to convince him that he didn't have his brother killed. That was going to make him feel better. Pat him on the head, you know. Now now you'll feel better. Take two and call me in the morning. Thousand and fourteen votes, boy. Oh boy. If we only had that many people listening, you know, it would be dangerous. You're going to be amazed at this. I don't know if I got. I don't think I have time to do this. No. I'll give it a little tease. Around your home, there are countless gadgets whose electrical fields, scientists now warn, are linked to depression, miscarriage, and cancer. Oh my oh. God! I'm depressed. Yeah, wait till you do this story. You're gonna you're gonna go home and unplug everything. It's gonna be George unplugged. <laughs> got Bo Camper, Kimba coming along here too. See, it says on there Bo. I don't know. I don't want to call him Bo. It's not like little Bo Peep, you know. Somehow I never think of Kim Bocamper as a little Bo Peep. Although I tell you one thing, boy, over there at University Dodge where they got that big moo cow in front, they just love us, man. We're always getting faxes from there and inside information and gossip and right. all kinds of swill, right? Maybe, maybe we're blasting down there. Maybe they got us blasting on the speakers. At least somebody down there would hear the show as opposed to like an EQM building where they're trying to pretend they don't have this show on their airwaves. Isn't that basically how it works? Oh, Neil Rogers show. We don't carry that. We don't carry it. Well, who, who is it? 12.56 at 5... <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> Don't forget, 
2.17 this afternoon, I have a battery of attorneys that are filing a $25 quadrillion lawsuit against Joyce Fitch, the unmentionable one. She is just beyond description, although the word sow does come to mind. You know, once again, everybody's feeling the pinch at the gas pump. The good folks at Dollar Mattress at 1-800-MATTRESS want to help you through this a uh, little bit. Dollar Mattress is offering you a free tank of gas, and here's how it works. You simply take the full amount of any gas receipt off your next mattress purchase, up to 10% of the purchase. Spend 35 bucks at the gas pump, take 35 bucks off any purchase of 30, 350 bucks or more. Spend 50 bucks at the pump, take 50 bucks off any purchase of 500 bucks or more. You, you'll need your gas receipt to save the money. Why drive all over town, skip them all in furniture stores and so-called giants in the mattress business? Call 1-800-MATTRESS right now and save a ton of cash. As always, you'll choose the date and time you're delivered with any two-hour window seven days a week that you pick from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. And when you call my friends at Dollar Mattress, 1-800-MATTRESS, you choose from the area's largest inventory of the top brand names. No off-name goods that you never heard of. They got all, only the best. Sealy, Serta, Simmons, King Coil, Tempur-Pedic, Stearns, and Foster Hewitt, too. I've been using these folks for years, and you ought to be doing the same. Call 1-800-MATTRESS right now or do your shopping on their website at mattress.com. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for stupendous savings. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. I can't believe I was in the kitchen when that happened, you know. I am Boris Patanov. Since Felix Vita has won, Natasha and I no longer have to look for a moose and squirrel. Instead, we listen to the Neil Rogers Fair and Balance one to two hour. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is combo number five. But I was in the kitchen looking for hours. WQM. I had a couple of olives just now. Is that bad? Black olives. Oh, I, I like green, but black's okay. I, I like green better with pimentos, of course. Mm. Spanish olives. Mm. The Curse of the Mobile Phone Age, Electronic Smog, from the Independent UK by Jeffrey Lean. Jeffrey Lean. Invisible smog created by the electricity that powers our civilization is giving children cancer, causing miscarriages and suicides, and making some people allergic to modern life, new scientific evidence reveals. The evidence, which is being taken seriously by national and international bodies and authorities, suggests that almost everyone is being exposed to a new form of pollution with countless sources in daily use in every home. Two officials that see maybe the homeless have got an edge on us here. See that? Mm-hmm. Two official Department of Health reports on the smog area are to be presented to ministers next month in England, and the Health Protection Agency has recently held the first meeting of an expert group charged with developing advice to the public on the threat. 
The UN's World Health Organization calls the electronic smog one of the most common and fastest-growing environmental influences and stresses that it takes seriously concerns about the health effects. It adds that everyone in the world is exposed to it and that levels will continue to increase as technology advances. Wiring creates electrical fields, one component of the smog, even when nothing is turned on. And all electrical equipment from TVs to toasters give off another one, magnetic fields. The fields rapidly decrease with distance, but apply such as hair, appliances such as hair dryers and electric shavers used close to the head can give high exposures. Electric blankets and clock radios near to beds produce even higher doses because people are exposed to them for many hours while sleeping. Mm-hmm. Radio frequency fields, yet another component, are emitted by microwave ovens, TV and radio transmitters, mobile phone masts, and phones themselves also used close to the head. The WHO says that the smog could interfere with the tiny natural electrical currents that help to drive the human body. Nerves relay signals by transmitting electric impulses, for example, while the use of electrocardiograms testify to the electrical activity of the heart. Campaigners have long been worried about their exposure to fields from lines carried by electric pylons, but until recently, their concerns were dismissed, even ridiculed by the authorities. But last year, a study by the official National Radiological Protection Board concluded that children living close to the lines are more likely to get leukemia, and ministers are considering whether to stop any more homes being built near them. The discovery is causing a large-scale reappraisal of the hazards of smog. The International Agency for Research on Cancer, part of the WHO and leading international organization of the disease, classes the smog as a possible human carcinogen. And Professor David Carpenter, dean of the School of Public Health at the uh, State University of New York, told the Independent on Sunday last week that it was likely to cause up to 30% of all childhood cancers. A report by the California Health Department concludes it's also likely to cause adult leukemia, brain cancers, possibly breast cancer, and could be responsible for a tenth of all miscarriages. How do you like that? Hmm. Perhaps strangest of all, there's increasing evidence that the smog causes some people to become allergic to electricity, leading to nausea, pain, dizziness, depression, difficulties in sleeping and concentrating when they use electrical appliances or go near mobile phone masks. Some are so badly affected, they have to change their lifestyle. How do you like that? Well, I can't sit too close to this equipment. I'll see you. Oh, bye. Well, I can't. I say I'm in the middle of surrounded by this. Sure. Track. Right. We all have an electrical field. And you say the homeless, but, you know, there, there's the uh, the waves are coming from everywhere off the street lights, Off the uh, uh, power lines. Right. The ones that make our signals sound exactly. like that. What whatever happened to this uh, HD radio crap that was supposed to be uh, such well, a You should shot. see the ones the, the one they have in engineering. It's lovely. They got one. Yeah. Have you heard it? Have you listened to it? Sure. Clear as a bell. And how does it sound? It sounds wonderful. Rich and creamy, boomy and bassy. But nobody's got Crispy one. Crispy, clean, right? Hey, no we're HD, one. okay? Don't be telling us we got a bad signal, a lot of interference. We're in HD, baby. Go out and get you an HD radio, you cheapskates. Thousand and thirty-eight votes on the poll. Five, six, seven. Let's, let's make this an hour of power on the phone. I don't want to go through that thing about those brush fires up there. I don't want to go all, all these depressing stories. Ultrasound ban advances on cruise hoopla. The California Assembly has voted to restrict the use of ultrasound machines for personal use, approving a bill that would allow them to be sold only to licensed professionals. Democratic Assemblyman Ted Lieu introduced the bill after Mission Impossible 3 star Tom Cruise bought an ultrasound machine to see images of his unborn child. Doctors and technologists typically receive years of training to perform ultrasound exams, which helps obstetricians check a baby's health. Cruz was criticized by doctors who said improperly using the devices can harm a fetus. Ready for that? He's a crazy person. Tommy Cruz. Yeah. Crazy person. I bet you the Scientologists done it to him, you think? I think he was crazy before they got a hold of him. Well, he, now he, he fits right in. along pretty good. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. How's it going? Okay, sir. Good. good. Uh, regarding 10CC, um, they had a couple of other songs. 
the uh, the things you do for love. Ten and CC? I'm not and I'm not in love. Where, where, where were we, when were we talking about 10cc? Because they left it on the oven, and it should have been. Oh, oh, that guy, yeah. Five six seven oh five sixty. That's the Winslow's Donuts guy, the crazy, another crazy person mm. who left town for a while. But you know, they all come back sooner or later, like the uh, grassroots right. said. Sooner Gravity. or later, they all come back to South Florida. They gravitate. You're right. That's why that thing is hanging down there in the middle of the Caribbean like that. It's the force of gravity, just hanging. WQAM, hello. I like Robin Williams. Okay, we don't care. Not interested. WQAM, hello. It puts the lotion on it. That's it. Skin. That's your material today on a Monday, May 8th. Mark this down on the calendar. I think this is the worst collection of crap that we've ever had on the phone in, in all my years. That I, I think we've had up. like two two real calls today, the whole show. And the other ones are those same seven or eight. That's it. That's yeah, all we've got. I'm taking your word for it. What? Oh, well, there may have been others, but, you know, when it's more recent, it's just fresh in your mind. Maybe these people have all been affected by the electromagnetic, maybe, uh, well, by that. Maybe they stuck their head in the damn microwave before they called. Five six seven oh five sixty. When's the last time we had a lady call the show? Not that we necessarily want any. But when I look at those numbers, huh? I know we don't have any. This station is lady free. For those of you that are really, uh, you know, tired of being nagged by women, don't don't worry. I'm worried about coming over here. We don't have any. We have none. Zero. Occasionally we get a fax or two. You know, Tracy and uh, this one or that one. But they're just trying to make us feel better. That's all. They're not listening. WQAM. Hello. QAM. Yeah, I was wondering if I could talk talk to Neil Rogers. What about, sir? I wanted to talk to him about my mother. Your mother? Yeah. What about your mama? She's, too, too, she's like super religious. Every time I have to talk to her, she got to say something about God. I want to get... Yeah, get well, I, I'd shoot the bitch. She solved his problem right away. No She'll problem. She'll go to heaven. She'll go straight to heaven. That's right. Get her heavenly reward. And you'll go straight to hell. WQIM, hello. Hey, how you doing there, Neil? Okay, sir. Hi, real quick. I was wondering if you heard about the, the God Squad over here in Miami. They're holding a prayer vigil to ward off hurricanes. All right. Did you hear about that? They were, they were, they were can, carrying candles and uh, pictures of the Virgin and all these things? Yeah. The crazy people. Anyway, just wanted to share that with you. I didn't think you'd hear about it otherwise. Thanks for the good news. Probably one of my neighbors across the street. She's probably uh, got that big banner up, too. He has fallen. Five six seven oh five sixty. Like uh, when you're making the sponge cake in the oven, you know, she's got it always puts out, it has fallen mm-hmm. or it has risen. The religious people, let me say it again. If there are any kids playing hooky today, the religious people are all crazy people. And the more religious they are, the more crazy they are. And the crazier they are, the more dangerous they are. Trust me when I tell you, if I never tell you anything else in your life, that's the one thing to keep in your mind. Religion is for crazy people. Like Tom Cruise, for example. There's a classic example. Nice going, Tommy. Hey, Tommy. You fairy. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How'd the mad dog you do against Levaster? Beat him. Badly. Okay, that's it. Beat him badly, okay, like almost two to one. I mean, both their ratings were in the toilet, but Mad Dog, unfortunately, is following two hours of dead air. He's coming on after a 0.5. Forget about the rest of the day. We did fine. We actually got a little bit of bonus money considering we're on the Titanic. Yeah, damn little, but we'll take it. Right. A few scraps, a few bacon bits. But, boy, two to four. That was the big story. And, of course, uh, nobody's got anything to say. But a beep, but a boop, but a bop, but a beep, but a No big rush. Don't rush into it. Uh, yeah. Don't rush into it, my ass. Yeah. The first oh, you do my that. God. This guy. This bozo to clown. You know, I want to apologize to Bozo and to Clarabelle because they were both funny. See? This guy, he ain't funny. He thinks he's funny, but he's not. He's He is tear-inducing. Very depressing. That, that's why I'm going to go out to Woodbine at 2 o'clock. 
Forget about this place. Sunny Shine's going to be 70 today. Oh, it is beautiful, man. Low humidity. This is like God's day. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, God. That's right. It is so perfecto. Just beyond belief. If you're a cigar smoker, you'd like to kick back with a good premium brand, then Bahia Cigars by Tony Borhani is for you. These hard-to-find cigars are made with first-grade tobacco, processed and aged up to 10 years. Bahia is a real boutique batch cigar maker of the highest quality. Bahia Gold, the flagship line, gets the highest ratings by all the major publications, 91 by Cigar Aficionado Cigar Insider, and 9.1 by Smoke Magazine. This rich-flavored, well-balanced, full-bodied Nicaraguan cigar has got earthy hints of dark roast coffee, chocolate, spice, and pepper flavors, too. For a smoke full of rich flavor, try your first Bahia Gold today at Stogie's in Kendall at 11612 North Kendall Drive. Have a glass of great fine wine from their selection with a Bahia Gold. Come into Stogie's today, tell them that Neil Rogers sent you, and get you 20% off a box of all Bahia Cigars complete collection at Stogie's in Kendall. Or call 1-800-35-BAHIA. That's 1-800-35-BAHIA. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. And TVs everywhere, all tuned to sports. And now, Sport Clips introduces the ultimate haircut experience for guys. The MVP. First, a precision haircut. Second, a soothing scalp massaging shampoo. Next comes the steam towel treatment, followed by a stress-reducing neck and shoulder massage. All this at one great price. At Sport Clips, guys win. Visit one of the Sport Clips locations in Cooper City, Pembroke Pines, Coral Springs, and Palm Beach Gardens. They've got guys smart stylists to give you a great-looking haircut while you watch sports on TV. Open every day at Sport Clips, guys win. Marlins season is upon us, and there is nothing better than baseball on the radio. Baseball on the radio. I like it. I like it because it's a beautiful thing. The announcers paint a wonderful picture, but so much is left to the imagination. The sound of the crowd, the crack of the bat, the fastball popping into the catcher's glove, the beer vendors yelling, get the ice cold beer here. There's nothing like it. It's truly unique. Baseball on the radio is a beautiful thing. Florida Marlins baseball all season long. On the radio and only on one radio station, 560 AM. You're looking for glory holes. Oh, the White House image is frightful, and the media is spiteful. To convince us the polls aren't low. Tony Snow, Tony Snow, Tony Snow. Oh, a talk show host is shocking, so the rhetoric ain't stopping. When you want your leadership to glow. Tony Snow, Tony Snow, he's your hoe. He will totally hold bush ties, though he's called them bad names before. But if you need a Medellin's hard rise, Tony Snow, he's your hoe. Oh, Bush thinks he'll be superlative, and his views are quite conservative. Smart move to hire him, we don't know. Tony Snow, Tony Snow, Tony Snow. 1,061 votes. They hate Don Rumsfeld. Herman Gehring Rumsfeld like poison. They're not too crazy about fat-ass Jeb Bush, either. Although I thought he was wildly popular because they like his devious plans. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Verizon and Singular Wireless line. Don't forget, get out to the white-hot heat uh, thing. I catch it today. Miami Miguel is there. He's waiting to see you. What's he doing out there? Just hanging? Right. From an he's, old palm tree. job, and he's got those discs. Well, he's got the Bruce Neal out there, too. I'm sure those uh, about 30 CDs and uh, cassettes and those T-shirts. Lejeune Road, just south of 836, presented by Kettle One Vodka. 
Miguel will be there until the final, well, somebody will be there until the final buzzer sounds with live broadcast, 2-4 to four and 7-10 to 10 for game one between the Heat and the Nets. Catch of the day, Miami, home for QM's White Hot Heat headquarters. Well, what does that mean? Are they uh, serving well, White Hots out there? No, they, uh, the Heat's, you know, theme for the playoffs is White Hot. White Hots? That's right. Don and Bob's, Vic and Irv's, I'll be damned. You know, speaking of uh, baseball at the, uh, on the radio and that, that other thing about the vendors, at Red Wing Stadium when I was a kid, we used to have, in fact, even at our football games, I lived right next to the high school football field in Canandaigua. Mm-hmm. And you go in halftime, you get your uh, White Hots. Or you get your, like, Texas Red Hots, too, if you're, like, very pedestrian with no taste. Boy, getting but hungry, they, though. Huh? Getting hungry, though. Oh, yeah. They have those Tobin and Arpico uh, Rochester White Hots. Mm. Speaking of White Hots, it's been a while. Well, what does that mean? When the hell is that? Wayne Arnold's going to be calling in? Uh, he'll, he'll let you know. I know. He will let us know when uh, he's ready. He said he's been having some difficulties there. I'm chosen. Plus, he said they got, like, a uh, changing neighborhood, too, something like that. Really? Nothing like them White Hots, man. I had Almost as good as them Berlin Bratwursts. Mm. Berlin Brats and Rochester White Hots. What's not to like? Of course, Gary Sarder don't like him because he gets a little porky when he eats too many of them. Five six seven oh five sixty. That that whole thing about you know not eating pork. I mean, what what is that? Just so so silly. Just because he gave the Jews tricky noses. Just means more for me. Thousand sixty three votes on the poll. I'm not going to read it though. I want to take a whole bunch of calls between now and two if we get any. You know, if we have more than just the same five or six people on there. Let's see, you got your Reverend Schmuck, mm-hmm. uh, Gilbert. Gilbert, right. You got uh, Prozac Ron. Uh huh. You got right. uh, the gargling guy. And what I leave out? Phony Eddies. Uh, the, no, we haven't any of those yet today. Not today. Sure uh, we will. Well, the uh, lying. illegal huh? alien guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, and we yeah. Went yeah. And we went with him. Oh, no. Where's the Matteo? I think that's his boyfriend. Where's the Matteo? That's what we're wondering. After 30 years, I'm wondering with the audience, where's your material? We're still waiting. And can it be felt? WQAM, hello. Oh, the reason I didn't talk to Yeah, okay. The reason you didn't talk is you got potted out. When in doubt, you got potted out. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil? Yes. Hi, Neil. How are you? Okay. Um, I was going to call you a couple of weeks ago, but you were on vacation, um, and I didn't want to waste this on uh, this call on, on George. George. Why would you want to waste it on him, yeah? <laughs> uh, you'll probably appreciate this story a little bit better than George. That's why. Nothing against George. Really? No, it's all right. I'm glad you saved it It's for probably now. something. Yay. No, no. Um, oh. That Wednesday that you were on vacation, uh, I was at home. I took a tremendous dump. Okay, great. Well, I'm real uh, proud of you. Okay, we're we'll glad they a good start good. for you, man. Right. I don't feel slighted in Thank the least. Thank you so much. W- <laughs> WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. What's happening, pal? i got a quick question uh, for you. Okay. Oh, here we go with the questions again. Picking up from last week. 20 questions. How come you guys never do any van stops? In North Broward or South Palm Beach County. We're not, we're not doing van stops. We don't do that anymore. We just gave up. We just because uh, it's pointless. If we're not if we're not getting any um, raising much money in the areas where we're supposed to have an audience, why the hell would we go into like Palm Beach County? Well, why wouldn't you go in there if you're never there? How do you not know that there's you're going to have a, a a great turnout? Well, we're not doing van hits. We're not we're not doing that no more. With all due respect. Okay. Well, maybe uh, maybe managers listen to them. They might change their mind. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I'm sure that's uh, very high on your list right now. Maybe management is listening and they might change their mind. Uh, I was wrong. I didn't think we were going to get any good calls. No, no, that was one of the best calls we've had in many, many years. Because he's just, uh, you know, good, good guy, good intentions. He'd like to help us out, but he doesn't understand. We don't want to. Don't you understand? We don't want to. It's just there's, there's no point. There is no upside. There's, there's just nothing there, you know? And the fact that we got that one fax last week from those people, you know, that, that's supposed to, uh, I guess, that's supposed to make me feel like we're obligated to do this. We're just, we're not going to do it no more. We stopped doing it for a period of time, and the, for the very reason that we uh, don't want to be doing it now. It's a pain in the grass, man. 
It's a waste of time. People don't want to turn loose with a few bucks, and they don't want any part of it, and then they go and rip off the uh, CDs and burn copies and steal them and do all kinds of crap. Well, what's the point, you know? And then we had those nifty keychains. The Mad Dog one went, went over big, and then, of course, the other one. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that, that uh, didn't, nobody wanted anything to do with him. Inside the building, or I guess outside, either we found out. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I got to tell you, your promotion department is really screwing up. They got yeah. two, two ads for your show in the late afternoons, one saying that you're going to be giving away $100 for uh, the fondue place, yeah. the melting pot. Right, on Fridays, right. It's, oh, on Fridays. They didn't say that. Oh. And the other one is to listen to your show for uh, van spot, you know, uh, sales spots for your uh, best of CD, which you're not doing anymore. Where, where is this? this uh, no, no, no. On your, uh, it's a rejoin. Oh, it's a rejoin. Okay, I have yeah. no idea. No, we, we have I, nothing to do with that, okay? In other words, it's, it's, those are made by people who don't even listen to the show, so what the hell do they know, you know? <laughs> okay, <laughs> thanks, Pally. You're hired. There's a guy who's hired a new promotion guy. No, listen, this station is just out of touch with everything. It's like those those stunt rejoins that they do, you know, all of a sudden. Come here, you know, out of nowhere, you know. Just, just to see Keep if I'm in the toes, kitchen right. looking for an olive or if they can, like, uh, trick me into sitting here with, like, two seconds of dead air. I got news for you. This show has got less dead air in five years than the other shows on this station have in one day, okay? That, that, now, that, that could be a little bit of a shot, but you know it's true. Yeah. In addition to which, when it gets to be 2 o'clock, believe you me, when the little hand hits the big hand, you could set your life on it. Right? Oh, I know. Right. It's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and I guess my uh, fax paper is here. I bet you that's the concierge calling right now, saying you've got a uh, package downstairs, a big package. WQAM, hello. Do you hear the phone ring? Can you actually hear it? No. No. Damn it. Well, at least somebody's calling us anyway. It's just on the inside phone. WQAM, hello. QAM. Neil, jump on me, 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 jump on me. Well, at least it was something new, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Well, new and different. WQAM, hello. QAM. Not live. Okay, great. Up the nose. WQAM, hello. El taco no tiene picante. Well, what the hell was that? That was actually news. El taco, what was that? El taco no tiene picante. Oh. Oh, well, that was very clever. Okay, now we got also Lady Cranks, too, which is good. Very oh, it's good. about time. I a mean, little bit of variety. The show's been on the air a long time without getting That's right. Ready. All these years, and they're finally catching on. Well, they're listening. You know, first, they, they're copycats. Oh, speaking of copycats, there's John Agriponte. He's a copycat butcher. He saw how Stalin did it, and they thought, hey, why not give it a shot? 26 past 1 at 560 WQM. If you love voting, that's great, because a lot of people in Florida would agree with you. But going out and buying a boat is for crazy people. Because it costs you a ton of money, and then there's a lot of grief that goes along with it. Do the smart thing. Call Club Nautico right now at 1-800-BOAT-RENT. Why pay the expenses of boat ownership when you can rent one hassle-free? Join the club, Club Nautico. When you call 1-800-BOAT-RENT, you'll be amazed just how easy it is. No docking costs, no expensive upkeep, no insurance, or no hurricane preparation. With the boat from Club Nautico, it's totally stress-free and truly affordable, too. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. No getting the boat ready. Club Nautico does it for you. No cleaning up, either. At Club Nautico, just hop on your boat, go have a spectacular time, and when you're done pulling to the dock, get off and leave. Run away. It's that simple. They do all the rest. Club Nautico, 1-800-BOAT-RENT. From unlimited boating to pay-as-you-go small boats to yacht charters, all of this stuff, Club Nautico will do it for you. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT and let Club Nautico tailor a plan to fit what you need and your budget, too. Get on the water today with Club Nautico the smart way, the easy way, by calling 1-800-BOAT-RENT. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Yeah.
It's uh, 131 at QAM, 1,100 votes on the poll, not bad. Other than Bush and Cheney, which government of uh, type do you mistrust the most? They're all crooks, 474. Donnie Hermann Gehring Rumsfeld, 255. Fat-ass Governor Bush, 126 for the Jepster. Hillary, 93. Condoleezza, 73. Alberto Vio, 5. Gonzalez, 22. I hate this poll, 20. John McCain, 20. And John Negroponte, Solamente, uh, 17. They, they have no idea who that is. No. If he knocked on their door right no now and said he was selling Kirby either. vacuum cleaners, they, they wouldn't have a clue. 5670560, how about those heats? Yeah. That's our topic of conversation today, the white-hot heat, right? right. And, the, uh, and the red cold of Marlins, man, the ice-cold Marlins. Braves in town tomorrow. Any interest? No. Huh? Oh, there'll be, some, there'll be some of those phony Braves fans be at those games, right? Oh, absolutely. Miguel will be there. Too bad you didn't get those tickets, huh, Miguel? Too bad you didn't steal all my uh, baseball tickets this season before I finally got the uh, package. WQAM, hello. QAM. Uh, hello, Neil. Yes. Yes. Hey, whatever happened to that news reading, wine sipping Henry Barrow? I've been gone for about 15 years, just got back in town. He's old and fat. No, seriously, where, is he still on the radio somewhere? No, he is not on the radio. He's old and fat. Very fat. He, somebody stuck a bicycle pump in him or something. He's fat. <laughs> Well, you don't get fat from drinking wine, do you? No, from eating all the free food at those wine-tasting places he keeps going to. He came in one day a couple of years ago, and uh, he was just huge. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right, well, good luck to you. Go Panthers. Good, good luck to him. Yeah, go Panthers. Oh. Go to uh, Cleveland or somewhere. 5670560, pound 560, the Verizon Singular wireless line. I'm thinking maybe a class action suit for Joyce. All right. Because I think that most of the members of the audience that are pissed off about the fart sounds disappearing, I think they'd like to uh, latch out of the lawsuit. No question. And then maybe, you know, <clears throat> when we get that big settlement, they, they can get a piece, a little small piece. Just enough to wet their beak. Yeah, we'll let them wet their beak. WQAM, hello. Hey, he's old and fat, huh? Yeah, old and, and fat. you're old and gay. <laughs> yeah, old, fat, and gay, right. <gasps> get it right. Newsflash. Yeah, bulletin. WQAM, hello. Daniel. Yes, sir. Go Sabres. Yeah. I hope they win tonight. I'm, I'm hoping. I love them. Have a good night. Okay. Have a good life. Go Sabres. There's our hockey talk for today. That was good. Sabres kicking that Philly ass. Boy, do I hate Bobby Clark. Oh, do I hate that organization. This is the guy that fired Roger Nielsen when he was dying from cancer. He fired his ass. Nice going, Bobby. You piece of turd, man. You, uh... You fairy. Schmuck. WQAM, hello. 
See, he, he just don't get it, you know? You can call in every day from now until the end of your pathetic life, sir. I have no life. It is not going on the air. That's just the way it is. We're tired of your crap. Now, wouldn't you like, wouldn't you like to corral him and just tie him to a chair? Well, he's not that high up on the list, but yeah, but he's on it. Oh, no, he's very high on my list. Because this is a guy that pretends to be like, you know, like an intelligent, like, like a human being. Oh, he's the other, the other guys, that, that, forget about that. They got a good excuse. WQAM, hello. Doctor Shop. WQAM, hello. El taco no tiene picante. <laughs> that seems to be the new line du jour, isn't it? All right. Well, at least El you won't burn your tongue no on tiene, it. Uh, yeah, that's right. But that was a good deal. I made that last week with the uh, burritos and the uh, pasta. They got me chosen for it. Why well, can't do it? Go to a Taco Bell, go to the drive-thru, get you a burrito supreme with no beans. Yeah, I'll probably not make it home, though. Make up, well, that's or, the problem, you know, though. Getting See, the I made a bad move. I got two of them, and I realized there was enough stuffings in one of them to, like, be a nice topping for my the amount of pasta I make. So I put the other one in the refrigerator, and then later on for dinner, I just I had the innards of the other one. Didn't eat the burrito, though. Good. Oh, I mean, let, let's face it. If, if you're, like, trying to avoid carbohydrates, I mean, if you're going to cheat, you're sure not going to cheat eating a burrito, are you? Unless you're or a taco? No. God, they're just a holder. You know, they're, they're like a hot dog right. bun. Like one, once in a great while, of course, in a real city like here, you go out and on, uh, you know, all over town, they're like street meat. Can I say that? <laughs> Can I say that? To you? Well, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. they got all these hot dog stands with Italian sausages and uh, Polish right. sausage, kielbasa and bratwurst. And I'll get like a, a spicy Italian sausage. But I, I only use the, um, the, hot, the hot dog bun as a, as a holder okay. to, to chaw it out of. I sure as hell don't eat the bun. No, especially if uh, when you get those uh, hot dogs on the street, like at the uh, the bread stale half the time. Right, exactly. And that, that's why they put it on the grill to like you know cover up for the staleness of it. And it's like I told you in Germany, in some of the German cities, I think it's in um, yeah, and, and, well, in Berlin they have these real small buns, and they put like your bratwurst on a real small bun, and you can like eat, and it's like a holder, you know. And in uh, Cologne and in some of the other cities, they give you like a little cardboard thing, and they put they put the as strange as this sounds, they put the roll on one side, and they put the sausage on the other side. They didn't even put them together. Huh. And what the Germans do is they'll, like, take a chaw out of the bun, out of the roll, and then they'll take a chaw out of the hot dog and, like, mix it all together. But they don't, but they don't put the sausage on the bun. See what I'm saying? Hmm. So crazy Germans. Good stuff, though, baby. Really good stuff. 5670560, oh, pound 560, and the Verizon Singular wireless line. WQAM, hello. Damn, thank God I got through. I just left your van, and I bought the T-shirt. Yeah. But they didn't have the CD. It's on the, co co on the co corner of Commercial and Federal. Now, a couple of years ago... Well, what, what does that, that mean? The it's, on the, it's on the corner of Commercial and Federal. You, well, you promised what? a couple of years ago that the Reverend Jones was going to be oh, on Oh, God. 5670560, oh, pound 560, and the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. WQAM, hello. QAM. WQAM, hello. Hey, good afternoon, Neil. How you doing? Yes, sir. Okay. Toronto is a great world-class city. Loved yes. it for many, many years. Traveled there from 65 to the late 90s when my aunt and uncle finally passed, so there wasn't much reason to go back. But Correct. Um, wanted to pass you an info you were looking before about the last crew member of uh, the Mission Impossible TV series. Yeah. Big guy, Peter Lupus. Yeah, we already uh, had that about 80 times. Oh, I'm sorry. I was, uh, you know, not listening to the last hour. I was busy working. <laughs> Shame on you. Shame on you, man. Don't, you, don't let you that happen Joyce. again. You, Joyce. Yeah, exactly. I want to follow that class action suit. I want to get in on that. Don't because you think that's a good idea? 
I think it's an outstanding idea. That that woman really has it. If she is a woman, she's really got to come to her. Yeah, she does because she's got a bug up her ass about this show and hates me like poison. And so she's going way above and beyond, and she's trying to do damage to the show. Now that, that tells you what a brilliant company this is, the uh, band of the group Inc. Right, isn't that a little self-destructive? Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Here, you know, this you're is the, the cash this you're is the, the cash This cow. is the bread and butter, baby. This is the cash cow of this company and this radio that's station, right. and she's doing everything in their power to try to deep six us. So what they ought to do is fire her fat ass. How fat is she? I don't know. I haven't seen her. Norma, yeah, sure. Norma Kent says she looks like a guy, a bad, ugly guy. Well, that's what I, I was thinking, that maybe Joyce really isn't a woman after all. Must have a beard, probably. Okay, thanks, Joyce, Kelly. Joyce is just a Joyce. Okay, thanks. Yeah, let's uh, get everybody the whole... In fact, what we're going to do is we're going to, like, uh, get a caravan going. I'll drive it over to the West uh -huh. Coast of Naples and have a big protest going. Don't you think that's a good idea? That's a great idea. We can have I mean, a fundraiser. Obviously, people are bored fun. to death. You can tell that by these calls today. I mean, they just have no... Uh, I have no right. Nothing going on. Get them off the streets. Start screaming and yelling, we want our farts back, you bitch. We want something. We want to hear uh, something on the air besides, uh, you know, have a nice day. If we want to have a nice day, we can hire Sandy Payton and put that bitch back on the air. She can bring uh, Ann Bishop's body back. Have a nice day. Yeah, see? There you go. I tell you. Lovely lady. Oh, so phony. So full of it. 140, 20 before 2 at 560 WQM. Your white hot station, baby. Good news is no guilty today. Oh, man. No wonder my ears opened up. What's the worst thing you ever did growing up that drove your mom absolutely crazy? You want to make up for it this Mother's Day, Sunday? Let her know that you turned out okay and send her an original Vermont teddy bear. She'll receive a beautiful little bear made in Vermont, delivered to home or work with a free card and gourmet caramels and a colorful gift box. You can only get them by calling a friendly bear counselor, 1-800-829-BEAR, or shopping at vermontteddybear.com. They'll help you tailor a bear just for your mom or wife, like the nurse bear, the teacher, the businesswoman, or gardening bear. So she'll think you put some real thought into your gift, even, of course, if you didn't. They even have a fun new bear called the Barefoot and Pregnant Bear for those moms-to-be. Check out the new All-American mom dressed in a patriotic sundress holding an apple pie. Or maybe even one with a little punky pie. And for all you mama's boys out there, be sure and send the mama's boys bear with a heart-shaped mom tattoo on his arm. And dads, it's your job to get a wife gift from the kids every year. And this year, the mother and cub set is a great idea. Add as many cubs as needed, and they'll embroider your kids' names on each outfit for you. Or tell your wife you think she's still a hottie and send her the yummy mummy bear dressed in lingerie. Sending a Vermont teddy bear is so much more personal and fun than flowers. Those flowers, no matter how great they look, they're dead in a matter of hours. While Vermont teddy bears are guaranteed to last for life. She'll be squeezing it for a long time. You can even deliver her bear to the office so she can brag about you to her co-workers, too. It works like magic. Overnight delivery to home at work is guaranteed, too. So call 1-800-829-BEAR or shop online at vermontteddybear.com. Send a creative alternative flowers this year. Do something really neat for Mother's Day. Call 1-800-829-BEAR. That's B-E-A-R. And be sure and tell them that Ancient Neil told you to call. This is Neil Rogers. Rock solid. This is 560 G-A-N. Beware of exploding balls. Fun to eat, while Eddie Wong will fly a cartoon character breeze. 
Baby, I keep even when I'm in the shower, that line comes to mind. I just can't believe what a genius we have there. Yep, little chicken neck man. All you kids out there, if you want to aspire to be just like somebody when you grow up, be like chicken neck. Not not quite so morbid and depressing, but you know, close, right? Right. And maybe a little bit more hair. Although I love that piece, that Joe Pesci wig that he wears. Oh yeah. Certainly, if you watch JFK again and see Joe Pesci as a David Fury with the eyebrows and that uh, piece, that's chicken neck. <laughs> believe me, same person. I always I always knew it. Wait till you hear this. I can't wait. The nation's worst polluting plant is the BC, uh, the BP, PLC oil refinery, where 15 workers died in an explosion last year, raising questions about whether the company has been underreporting toxic emissions. Mm. Beware of dangerous emissions, especially the ones at night, those nocturnal. BP's Texas City refinery released, that's Texas. BP's Texas City refinery released three times as much pollution in 2004 as it did the previous year, according to the most recent data from the EPA. The increase in BP was so huge that it accounted for the bulk of a 15% increase in refinery emissions nationwide in 2004, the highest level since 2000. The company is investigating whether it's been accurately documenting pollution. The Houston Chronicle reported on Sunday there could be more federal fines levied against the energy giant if mistakes are found. BP already faces a record $21.3 million fine from the U.S. from OSHA, for 300 safety and health violations found at the Texas City refinery after the deadly explosion in March of last year that also injured 170 workers. The company reported that it released 10.25 million pounds of pollution in 2004. 10.25 million pounds of pollution. Wow. Up from 3.3 million pounds a year before. In other words, more than triple, according to the EPA's toxics release inventory, which tracks nearly 650 toxic chemicals released into the air. I think all of us need to say, I'm dying over here. Yeah, they're killing us, man. It's not even the Israelis poisoning our chocolate. BP cautioned that its latest pollution estimates might not be correct because of a recent change in how the plant calculates emissions. Do you ever calculate your emissions? Well, they're doing it. Just this morning. Oh, God. I like that guy that had uh, the big dump that week I was on vacation. Probably uh, listening to you. You would do it. Well, I'm proud. Well, you know, maybe you scared the crap out of him. I don't know. The lawyer for former White House aide Louis Scooter Libby said uh, last Friday that it would argue his client revealed intelligence on Iraq after Vice President Dick Cheney authorized it and President George W. declassified the information. At a hearing on what documents the prosecution must turn over to the defense, Attorney Theodore Wells, who I'm sure is related to Jennifer Wells, also said he believed there may or maybe Orson, there may be testimony or statements by Bush and Cheney that the disclosure of the intelligence was authorized. Well, said he was entitled to any such info from the special prosecutor investigating who in the Bush administration leaked the identity of a CIA operative, Valerie Plain of the news media. I wonder who <laughs> wrote the book of love by the monotones. That's why I'm talking like this, real monotone. Remember that? I bet you got it, the book of love, and maybe it's too old. Looking. Looking, book of love by the monotones? Frozen. Wonder, wonder whom, but oh, do I don't have it. Don't got it? Oh, what a shame. 
I got it here somewhere, I bet you, somewhere in this room. In fact, let me tear the room apart right now, see if I can find it before, too. That's my, uh, I don't think so. U.S. District Judge Reggie Walton. What a name for a judge, Reggie Walton. Sounds like a basketball player, doesn't it, Josh? Kind of. Sounds like Grandpa Walton. Sounds like a Walton. Ruled at pro- I wonder if he's got a big mole on his forehead like John Boy. Moly, moly, moly. Ruled that prosecutors must turn over information about how the intelligence was declassified because it was important to Libby's defense. Let me say it again. If you, uh, the movie P.S. comes on your cable, if you're really bored, watch it, but probably not. Well, now that you told me that nobody gets naked, and, you know, what's the point? Well, he, I mean, they both get naked, but we don't see anything. We yeah, don't see like her said, boobs. And, and, the and, which, you don't want to see Laura Liddy naked. Come on. Yeah, sure I do. Yo, get out of here. Serve it up. I'll, I'll no take a look way. at it. Now, Topher Grace, when she yanked his shirt off, I thought, well, that's pretty surprising for a punk like him. He looks uh, a little scrawny, like she said later in the movie, a little scrawny. You'll put some meat on his bones, I'll bet. So I have, like, I guess if you watch certain people in certain roles, you just you have a different altitude. You know, that like is correct. That 70s show. You, you typecast them. People do. Right. You could you just hate that show. Especially if you've got the big goofy hair in that show. you're telling me about that, that uh, screaming uh, Latino, that oh. beaner on there. You're telling me that he's, that's, like, straight as an arrow, and he's, huh? That's what they tell he us. He dated Lindsay Lohan. That means really? he's so pure. Get out of here. I'm serious. Well, maybe he's just a make-believe queen. You think so? Or she's a beard. Could be. Maybe she's got a big beard. You never know. I'll check. I'll get back to you. <laughs> I'll bet that. you will. Like Joyce, for example. Boy, the audience. Oh, look at this. Wait a minute. Here's a here's a very important fax. It is. Yes. I haven't sent a fax in like an hour. Oh, oh. no, not a fax. Email. I'm sorry. Excuse oh, me. Excellent. His fantasy baseball team, the Florida Jaguars, is now in first place. See, he puts that first, like we're supposed to care about that. Separately, George's deal is done. You now work for him. Oh, sorry, boss man. He has a he has a boss man. Hope you had a good weekend and are feeling well. Stay thin, eat carefully, writes Fat Norma, Chubby Norma. Also says, visited two friends in the hospital this weekend and getting sick sucks, he says. Yes, that's true. By the way, Joyce is very thin, not heavy, anorexic even. I think the lack of... <laughs> oh, finally a good line from Norma. If he'd used this on the ear, he might still have a show on some marginal station somewhere. I think the lack of oxygen has affected her brain, says your close personal friend and attorney, Norma. So I do like that. So I get, I get. See, I guess the reason he puts it on there, your deal is done. That, that's like saying, well, send me the money now, okay? When, right. when you've got a signed copy of it, you'll let me know, okay? I will. I'm not releasing any funds until the, you know what I'm saying? Right. Until the deal is well done, until it's got like a good crust on the outer edges of it. This is Neil Rogers. Good line, Norm. It's about this time. This is 516. Hey, Joyce, up yours, honey. Oh, oh, oh. Miami Town. Yes. At 560 WQAM. All right. Let's abuse some more prisoners. Make them scream nice and loud. Get me some wires and a battery pack. I don't care if they ain't from my rack Should be used, used, used to the torture Cause we're just playing their game In the past, it had to be worse with Saddam Hussein I've been everywhere, man I've been everywhere, man Travel I've had my share, man I've been everywhere I've been to Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota, Wichita, Delta, Ottawa, Oklahoma, Tampa, Panama, Madawa, Lava. We're going to South Carolina, and Oklahoma, and Arizona, and North Dakota, and New Mexico, and Texas, and 
South Dakota and Oregon. Bye-bye!